This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you are watching WPOV Global. Wrestle POV, global black and yellow brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite elite to the hot topic. AW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Heard any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hey, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and clowns of all ages, welcome to another edition of WPOV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan, sitting here in my palatial estates all the way in Southern now. Okay, I'm just in a basement. Probably your mother's basement. <laughs> palatial, uh, palatial. Yeah, palatial. I want to say, say palatial because you guys are dumb and I know I can say smarter things. So anyhow, uh, I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, the lone... Uh, the yeah, I don't even know who I want to introduce first. You know, I do know who I want to introduce first. The guy that I have been waiting to see all week, the guy who filled in for me last week, probably the only other good host on this entire show. I'm talking about Rick Serrano the third. Rick, people, good to see you, buddy. Thank you, brother. I love being here. Well, you know, for a watch, third you, week in a row. I know, and you filled in so great for me, thoughts. I gotta thank you. Thank you, man. Of course. You got yeah, it, you're man. the Next blood that, that pumps through the WPOU POV universe. It feels like no, feeding a horse. No, no, actually, I'm just gonna get started. It feels like we're feeding a horse peanut butter right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, my other uh, guest host, we have uh, the gentleman Elio Canella and the lone wolf Andy Anderson. Anyhow, let's uh, get started on uh, today's show. So, uh, it was interesting. I got to say, it started off a little slow, got hot. But you know what? We're going to talk about AEW in the second half because that's what we usually do. First of all, I want to ask each of our guests how our week was. Elio, how was your week, brother? My week was great. Yeah, anything, any highlights to report? No, I was stuck holding sick on Monday night. So I died and got it and went to heaven. I was um, having fun with my oh. Amazon Fire Stick that I hooked up to the TV. Okay, let me see if I got this right. You just about died and went to heaven involving an Amazon fire stick. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's just leave it. Let's leave it at that. And whatever you... floats your boat. <laughs> for some, it's a Hulu. For some, it's an Amazon. I guess. Uh, Andy, how was your week? Uh, you know what? I, I thought as he was saying, he's like, I died and almost went to heaven on Monday night. I thought it was because we were filming another tremendous episode of WPOV Quarantine. Yeah, That's what I thought it was. Well, I, I found a whole bunch of wrestling on uh, Amazon. The Amazon Fire Stick that I hooked up to my television. Like, what kind of wrestling did you find? Like well, custom stuff because it's the Fire Stick. Or... Everything I found. It was like uh, Raven on I found the vintage fifties and sixties. Oh wow! Oh wow! Really? They have, they, they have a whole separate app just for for that. All that. Okay, I have a Fire Stick, and I've never even found this. So we're gonna have to talk after the show and see what the hell that's all right, all. You guys are gonna have to pull them out and see who has the better Fire Stick. <laughs> I think I might have the longer one, but you've got the thicker one. All right. Um, Andy, how was your week? Uh, plugging along. You know what? Just happy to be here. And after tonight's episode of Dynamite, uh, you know, this is, you, you guys know I love doing these shows every week. I love being on with you guys. Yeah. And I felt like I was getting a bit of a, a bit of a, an AEW rut because yeah. I was being a little, you know, I, I try not to be a negative person, but 
uh, it just it seemed like it was getting tougher and tougher. And and today was was a good uh, was a good turnaround. So I'm looking forward to talking about the episode. That's good. And I have to agree with you because I have found myself the last little while being extremely critical about anything that happens on AEW because it seemed like a bit of a downward spiral was going on. And it's like, ah, this again, you know, but this was a nice refresher. Rick, how was your week, buddy? I mean, these next couple of weeks are going to be great. I mean, we got WrestleMania coming up. You got NXT takeover all over the place. AEW Dynamite. You got elevation you got dark like there's wrestling on every night of the week you it seems know? like a little so, overdone but okay <laughs> i mean it's very exciting this is mm-hmm. this is for a podcaster this is the golden week the weeks mm-hmm. of the of the year and it's gonna be hard but i'm ready for it man excellent 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 well you know what uh we got uh we, we usually do a, a question of the week and we do a thing called elite delete Okay, and we always try and preference this by saying that elite delete, uh, we take a wrestler who is currently appearing on the main roster somewhere, maybe now and then. It's hard to tell with AEW. Sometimes you see a guy and you don't see him for three weeks later, or you see him every day for whatever time, you know. So this week, uh, we're taking uh, Wardlow. And the whole question here isn't is, is Wardlow suck, fire him, is he great, keep him? No, no. What elite delete means is right now, is Wardlow in the position to, to, to me a breakout star? Or is he a guy who they should maybe put him down to dark or one of those things, get him some more seasoning and then repackage him and bring him back in another form. All right. Now, before we get into, uh, into what the viewers had to, to vote on this, I'm going to ask each one of you guys how you see it. And we'll start off with you, Elio. Was he Wardlow, elite delete in your mind? Hey, Wardlow, I'm going to say elite because uh, when I first saw him, I wasn't an, an... He was uh, someone I'd never seen before. Um, then he had that steel cage match with Cody, which was mm-hmm. which wasn't bad. And then uh, as we started seeing more of him, I started I started becoming a fan. So um, I'm gonna go with the Elite. And okay. I, for for a while, I thought they were actually gonna split him and MJF up. Yeah, that seemed teased out for a little while, but that seems to have been dropped. Yep, uh, Andy. Uh, I'm also an elite guy. I know past episodes when we've talked about Wardlow, I, I've been a fan. I think he's a bit of a, I, I don't want to say a sleeper, but uh, you know, he's, he's there. And I think he's quietly kind of growing with it, with his presence. Uh, you know what? I like to see him in the ring a little bit more. Absolutely. But I know from what I've seen in the past, um, I thought there was potential there. And uh, I know, I think my kind of one little, I'll say critique what, what do they call him? Is he Mr. Mayhem or something? Mr. Mayhem. Yeah, like to me, it's kind of like, okay, well, what what's, what's How that? is he Mayhem? What is he doing? In his suit and tie and $3,000 shoes. How is he Mr. Mayhem? Okay. Yeah, that, so that, that part kind of kind of got me. But, but uh, you know, kind of going to what Elio said about how at one point we saw it looked like a bit of a tease there. I'm glad they mm-hmm. didn't do it then. Mm-hmm. And uh, now based off of what we've seen in the past week, what we saw tonight, uh, I hope this is one of those things that over time, you know, like a Shawn Michaels diesel, you know, pick mm-hmm. your, take your pick of uh, kind of like a guy with his bodyguard, whoever in time, I'd love to see that story where, where Wardlow can break out on his own. So he's, he's an elite for me. All right. Uh, Rick. You know, I've been on a delete streak lately, you know, red velvet, mm-hmm. I uh, varsity blondes. I'm going to continue that streak with Wardlow. Okay. <laughs> Delete for Wardlow. For me, I look at Wardlow and I, I just see a guy that uh, is like Brian Cage. I see mm-hmm. a Ryback. I mm-hmm. see a, a guy that is 
First of all, he hasn't been in the ring enough. So I 1,000% agree that he needs to be at dark and he needs to be dominating that roster. I'm hearing things like, oh, he's a future champion. How are people talking about him as a future champion and, they, oh, he's going to take over and he's going to do all these things? It's like, what has he shown us that he's going to do that? You know, Elio did mention that he had the Cody Rhodes match in the cage. But you know what? Cody Rhodes matches usually, usually just highlight Cody Rhodes. So mm-hmm. it's just like, what is Warlow going to do? Hopefully he can do something right now. I see Brian Cage playing Ryback when I look at Wardlow. And that's okay. my POV on that. Can I, can I throw it up? Can I throw it a little? I know we don't know. Can I throw it a little bit of a counterpoint to that, though? Of course. Because, because I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But to me, I think one of the things that, that separates, say, Brian Cage from Wardlow is that with Wardlow, the fact he's being this strong, silent type – Mm-hmm. He to me he looks good and he looks like he belongs when he's there. It's kind of like uh, what, what's the saying? You know, like uh, you know, if, if you don't want to let people see that you're an idiot, you know, like don't open your mouth or whatever. Like yeah. don't open your mouth. that. And, and I mean, and I'm not saying that to disrespect Brian Cage, especially after who better? Yeah, but you know what I mean though. But but time and time again, it's like week in week out. It's like you know whether Brian Cage is given the opportunity or if it's like they're almost setting him up to fail. It's like, you know, you see something happen, you're, you're like, ah. Oh. And then you watch yeah. the next thing, it's like, ah. Oh. But, but, <laughs> but with Wardlow, that doesn't happen. He's just kind of like the more like the strong, silent type. And I think that keeps him in a healthier position to potentially elevate versus Brian Cage, where it's like, okay, well, now we got to try and rebuild him because, you know, he's, he's constantly exposing himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can say this about Wardlow real quick is that he is elite for making duck faces. He's elite for that. (laughs) Well, you know, this is interesting. This is interesting, Rick. You, you know, Elio, Andy, they've had one side. You've had the flip side. What is the name of the show? POV. POV. And what is POV? Penis over vagina. No, try yeah. again. <laughs> oh, trust me. Try again. Point of view. Point of view. We all have point of views. And you know what? We all respect our point of views. Let me tell you that I think that Wardlow, you know what? Remind me, guys, was it Luchasaurus was the last guy that Wardlow had the last big fight with? It was a big man match. Was it Luchasaurus? No, it was it Jake Hager. Was it Jake Hager? Maybe it was Jake yeah, Hager. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they, One of the last matches. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yes. One of the last matches they had is what swayed me to the fact of, oh, Wardlow is for real. For a long time, I thought, it, you know, he, MJF had the same stick over at MLW where he had this really big uh, bodyguard dude there who wasn't that great of a wrestler who just was menacing, yeah. And then I thought Wardlow was going to be the same, but that match there, I mean, I remember seeing that match with you guys. We actually yeah. looked back and found out that, whoa, Wardlow's been wrestling for like six years on the independent. It's not like this is his first time. And uh, I saw the potential there of a really good thing. And I think right now his character is developed enough that mm-hmm. he could make a move. He may not be able to have a great feud with somebody bigger than him right now, but I think he's in the position to look good doing it. And as Britt Baker showed us, sometimes you just keep putting in the time and yeah. it's harder to get the look than it is to get the wrestling, unfortunately, sometimes in the end. So I'm going to have to put him in the uh, category of elite. Now, Elio, uh, when we look at the numbers and uh, and comments on this, um, you know what? 
I'm going to just uh, go on the numbers today because it was such a, an overwhelming amount of votes that went into this one. It says that 80% of you put him as elite. 80% yep. think that he is on that cusp of breaking out and making a difference. 20% of you, that's still 20% is a, a healthy number, still think he needs a little more time. I can see both point of view here, you know. Uh, Rick makes a good thing. He, he, he doesn't have a lot of experience. He's an unknown commodity. Could he be the next Ryback who looks great for two months and then falls flat into nothing? Possible. But Though I, I will say this. I think a mm-hmm. good program for him in the future is mm-hmm. him and Christian Cage, for sure. I think that would be a good moment for Warlow to get over. And I think Christian Cage can tell a good story with him and he'll have a good veteran presence with, for him. So I think in the future, the far future, you get uh, Christian Cage and Warlow for a title match, maybe. I think that's something that uh, a passing of the torch kind of thing to Warlow. Do you suppose when Christian's doing that thing, he's looking for Warlow in the future? Exactly. Okay. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Next, we're going to move on to uh, our hot topic of the week. And our hot topic this week usually comes out in the form of a bit of a, a mini debate. Uh, and I want to know, Andy, do you think you'd be uh, up to, de- to debating Rick today? I know you both have opposite views of this. Uh, today's topic, and if you, if you don't, I, I'll get it. But today's topic is, in light of Jim Cornette's recent um, comments directed towards Penelope Ford, which uh, got a lot of attention, including Miro starting a whole Twitter frenzy by sending some very uh, threatening uh, words back, opened it up to a lot of people. And in this day and age, it seems like uh, everyone's on the kick of canceling people. If you fuck up, boom, you're gone. So here's the thing. Should Jim Cornette be canceled for what he's done? Uh, I know Rick is uh, of the opinion, yes, he's gone too far. And that uh, this is something we have to deal with harshly. Andy, on the flip side, feels that, you know what? Culture counts, you know, the whole cancel culture thing isn't cool for us. So who, who wants to go first on the debate? Coin toss. All right, I'll go first. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm just going to go uh, – I'm going to say what happened first, and then I'll go into my argument about this okay. whole okay. thing. Yeah, that's so good, yeah. uh, Jim Cornette said on his show uh, to, about Penelope Ford and Miro and uh, uh, Kip. He said Miro pair, is paired with a kid who looks like he's a kid in middle school and his slutty girlfriend. So the slutty girlfriend comment is obviously the comment that stood out to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miro responded with, if you call Penelope slut again, I'll come like God's wrath on you. You understand? I'll personally drive to your basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kip responded, legit Cornette is total all talk, wet lettuce. His funeral is going to be a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. And Penelope Ford says, he has called me a slut multiple times, but he lets people fuck his wife while he watches. So what does he think of her? So it's a whole big thing. You know, Cornette, this is not the first time he said something that's gotten on the people's skin. Mm -hmm. Um, Jim Cornette, a couple of years ago, was it? Was NWA getting fired? for? It was last year. He got fired from NWA for saying, Trevor Murdoch, the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor scooter through across Ethiopia. That's just, first of all, that's racist, number one. Number two, we have him coming out in the speaking out movement as a sexual deviant. You know, him and his wife are grooming wrestlers to have sex with one another to push their careers. 
That's two. And third one is now he's a misogynist as he's attacking women. Um, this is nothing new for Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette, for me, and, I, and what's crazy is I just promoted Jim Cornette last week on the show, and I was just That's like, right. Jim Cornette, yeah, right. you know, he had this really good view on the Kenny Omega, John Moxley match. And it's crazy because Jim Cornette is such a smart guy that he doesn't need to do this bullshit of attacking people. He doesn't need to personally come at people. He reminds me a lot of Don Imus. Don Imus was a a radio uh, talk show host who came at the Rutgers basketball team, women's basketball team, called them nappy-headed hoes. He got canceled. He, He lost his job. Of course, he found another job right away because that's what we do in this world today is where someone gets canceled, but they find their way back on their feet. So Unless you're Don Cherry. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Uh, Donald Trump, he got kicked off of Twitter and YouTube and all those other things. They just said, yo, you're never coming back to social media. So it's just like um, he needs to be canceled because he just says a lot of bad things and he's not apologetic for it at all. Um and I can't, I can't support that. Um, I would love it if he can just stay on the business side of wrestling and just focus on the wrestling aspect of it. But he just, it just feels like this is his gimmick now. It's just to be as controversial as possible. And in today's age, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that a woman is a slut. What makes Penelope Ford a slut? I don't get it. She's going out there and she's being a wrestling manager, a valet. What makes her a slut? I, I don't understand that. That's just such an egregious comment to make about somebody. And it's just enough is enough and it's time for a change. And I'm not uh, – cancel culture, I'm not about it totally, but I am about canceling people that are not about making changes. And Jim Cornette is not about it. He's about making comments that piss people off. So Okay. And, yeah. and I, can I ask one really quick question? Of course. Do you have a clue who Don Sherry is? No, I didn't think so. Okay, <laughs> just because I knew true that was a total Canadian reference. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good on you for just going with it, though. That was pretty yeah. good. So. Yeah. Uh, bad on me for pointing it out. All right. Uh, oh no, it's no. all good. <laughs> All right, uh, Andy. Okay, rebuttal. so that and that was very well done. And I mean, we kind of, kind of, TJ, we kind of batted with this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be as well prepared as uh, <laughs> here. But okay, so now just so when we say cancel Jim Cornette, what does that mean? Like we just got him from the social media. What does that mean? Just take him off the airwaves. Like we don't need to hear from him because like, and I get, it. I'm all about POV and people's point of views and what they have to say, but it's just like, there's nothing good coming from it. Like there's no good banter. Like what, what good banter do you get from calling somebody a slut or putting or shaming people like that? There's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no good com- commentary that comes from that. But he's, See, and I look at this several ways, and at the end of the day, it comes down to this, and I'm kind of, the stance that I'm taking here, I'm not defending what he's saying. Of course. Uh, you know, I'm not defending, like, you know, that calling Penelope a slut or whatever. At the same time, it's like he's commenting on a character for a wrestling show. And to me, you know, it's, and this is going to get, and I realize it's going to get dicey, but to me, it's, it's like, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones. And it's like, you know, and you, and you, you you're talking about Palpy Ford. So we're ta- first of all, we're talking about a character, not a real person per se. And it's like, is she a slut? Well, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, it's just, he's just saying it. So it's like, 
why, why, I say, why care? You know, it, it doesn't even, it shouldn't even matter. And to me, it's just, you know what, if, if you don't like it, then, then block him, unfollow him, mm-hmm. take away the, take away his power that way. You know, and there's going to be a small percentage. People are always going to find a way to communicate. It's like water. It's always going to find a way to flow one way or another. It's going to get through the cracks. So, you know, you you know, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's Jim Cornette, whoever, they're going to find a way to get their message out for better or for worse. But to me, it's like, you know, and here, maybe I'll, maybe I'll trigger a few people here. It's kind of like that AEW fan page. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff that gets on there and, and there's a lot of negativity and there's, a lot of people that just seem like they just argue for the sake of arguing or they're trolling for the sake of trolling that, you know, I, I haven't unfollowed it, but it's like, you almost got to kind of mute it or whatever, because it's like, well, if I want to go take a look, I'll take a look at it and check it out. But for the most part, I just have to put it aside because it, it just, it's, it's, it's brutal. And mm-hmm. so I, you know what, it's one week we can have Jim Cornette, you know, we can agree. It's like, Oh, he's talking about the exploding barbed wire. Uh, Definitely. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. And then it's like, you know, it's like the next week is like, oh, well, Penelope's this. If he's doing this as legit and he's being an ass, he's going to be an ass no matter what. If he's doing this as a character, then, you know what, there's going to be certain people that are going to resonate with it. But for the rest of us, I think we just know better. And that's what I talk, a lot of the stuff to me today, it comes, you know, it, it's as a parent, it's, it's up to me to educate my children on this is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. You can listen to this, but let's take into account this. You know, it's like they're talking about the Dr. Seuss and there's like six books that are being canceled. Oh, Dr. Seuss, you know, and, and people are jumping all over it. They don't even know the whole story because they're like, oh, Dr. Seuss has been canceled. Well, no, no. six books have like stopped publication. And you know what, even in those books, I know there was like one where I saw like, it was like a, a screenshot or something. There was one that kind of had like the Asian stereotype of like the, the big yep. hats or whatever. You know what, you can, you know, if my kids saw that and they're like, okay, well, like, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. That's that. But you know, not all, not all Asians are like that. Not everybody wears, you know, the hat. It's like growing up watching the Jeffersons and watching all in the family. And it's like, okay, you know, you can have these comments, you can say this. But you still have to be taught. You still have to know, you know, this is right. This is wrong. This doesn't apply to everybody. And, you know, if, if Jim Cornette's going to go off and, and call her. A sl- I don't know her. I mean, I want to say I don't care, but it's still up to me to find if I cared enough to say, oh, well, let me find out about Penelope, uh, Penelope Ford. Oh, well, yeah, you know, she, well, no, she's actually pretty cool. Okay. So I think it's, we're, we're so, because we're getting everything just like this and it's handed to us, it, it's the, well, let's just take back, you know, st- step back. Let's take a look at the source, consider the source, and then maybe let's check something else out to kind of see if we care enough that it validates that. I'm not going to go around going, oh, well, you know, I'm going to come on the show and say, well, Penelope Ford's a, a slut because Jim Cornette said so. Well, no, I, I just, I just know better. Yeah, like I hear you on that. And the thing that bothers me though is like uh when, when people say consider the source, it's like, yeah, but so so Jim Cornette's gonna get away with saying things like this because well it's Jim Cornette. And it like I don't I don't like I don't want people to get that picture of 
well, that's just Jim being Jim. You know how he is. Because that's how we usually are with our racist uncle or our that, sexist that older agent. generation or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I, that's, I think that's what we're trying to eradicate and we're trying to erase. It's just yeah, like, yeah. we don't want that anymore. We want people to understand that, you know what, this isn't good. Because like you said, the water is always going to find its way through the cracks. But if we fucking like sand it down and we start <laughs> patching it up, Maybe the water won't seep in as much because really all it takes is Jim Cornette to get to that one person. And that one person's like, yo, this dude is funny. Yo, he just called her a slut. Dude, check this out. And now yeah. this dude's checking it out. And now all of a sudden, the whole 100,000, it's not, it's not millions. It's hundreds yeah. of thousands of people that are listening to it. But that little group of people is what makes our world sad, I feel. And yeah. I, just, I just really... If he's doing it in character, fine. Say you're doing it in character, but I honestly feel like this is Jim Cornette and this is Jim being Jim, and it's not okay. Yeah, uh, I, I see that. It's just, you know, and it, it, every everybody's different, and you know, it's 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 sad that <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, I'm going to say this, and I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to defend what yep. he said, but it, it's just sad that it's like. You know, whether you say whether it's like a hundred thousand people or a thousand people or a hundred people or ten people, it's like it's kind of like well, that spoils it for the rest. Yeah. And not, and, I, and I'm not saying that it's like oh well, you should be allowed to call someone a slut because that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Just as in terms of of the overall kind of the canceling of it, it's just like no. Okay. And, and you know what? If it to me the other thing though is if it's unfortunately with 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 people like that. I almost think it's like, well, you know what? If it's not that, it's going to be something else. And maybe this still kind of goes back to the water thing. You can sit down. Yep. And it's, it's an unfortunate thing. It's just, and I, I don't want to say that's the way it is as a, as a crutch, as a, as a thing to be like, well, no, that's, you know, it's like, you're saying, it's like, well, that's the old, that's the, uh, you know, the, the old uncle or the old grandpa. And he is yep. how he is. It, it, man, it's just, it's a tough, yeah. no, it's, and, a, it's a tough and, thing. It's yeah. And to argue your point, who am I to say that, you know? Who am yeah. I to say that this is right, the right way to do things? And who, yeah. who am I to trump on your freedom of speech? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, that's just how it is, you know? So mm -hmm. I can definitely see both arguments on and this And so point. can I, so can I. Yeah. yeah. And, and you use it, Trump and freedom of speech. In the I know. I <laughs> see how I did there, right? <laughs> so, okay. it, yeah. I would just like to say this. You know what? Usually I um, get into these arguments on either side, uh, usually. I had a really hard time with this one because I'm right down the middle on this, okay? On one, time, on one side, I definitely, uh, with Andy, is we don't need this culture of actually canceling things, of blindly running off and wiping out art or whatever it is because somebody's offended by it and not getting the whole story, which usually happens. But then I look on the flip side and I wanna really quickly uh, look at the whole Penelope Ford thing. I don't like Penelope Ford as a wrestler. I think she's a piss poor wrestler. I don't think she really adds very much to uh, what she does even as a valet, whatever. But on the flip side of this, she is a young woman in a male dominated uh, wrestling world who now has been labeled publicly as a slut, okay? And this is where I have problems with this is as much as I don't know her or care anything much about her in any sense, I think it's grossly unfair for her to be demeaned like that for the person who has 
national prominence and reach. Tons of people watch Jim Cornette. Now people are snickering and laughing at her as it would be to anybody. And that's a horrible bully tactic that I, I think is terrible. And that bothers me a lot. And you're right. Uh, he shouldn't be allowed. Anybody shouldn't be given uh, the leeway of, oh, well, he's always been like that. Or that's just Jim. Well, you know what? Just Jim. If that's really the way you are, then you don't deserve to have a national television show for people to hear your poison and nonsense. If you're a character, clean up your character. We live in an age where people don't need poison being spread around and stupid things. I would listen to his show quite a bit. Do I listen to it because I want to hear what ridiculous shit he's going to say this week about somebody? No, I actually cringe. This week when he talked about Ethan Page, the first thing he's like, oh, I'm going to eviscerate this motherfucker, blah, 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 and all this. He hadn't even seen him wrestle yet because he had heard of the karate man thing, but he was going to tear him apart every chance he got. And to me, that's, that's kind of disgusting, but... I'll sit and listen to his breakdowns of AEW and see some deep insight from a guy who's been around in the business since the 80s and knows quite intricately how things work. Yeah. So I'm on kind of that flip side of that. But at the same time, that show to me would be 100 times better if he didn't have him blatantly insulting and being a bully. And he is. It's bully tactics. It's bully things. So you know what, fans? We threw it out there. We asked you fans what you thought. We had a couple messages. Uh, most people like uh, most people who thought he should be censored didn't actually comment, but there was one. Uh, Jack McDonald said he should have been canceled a long time ago. Okay. Uh, John Prisinger said, no, he's a horrible human being, but he's supposed to have the right to be a horrible human being. If you don't like what he says, don't listen to his podcast. And Steve Dickinson said, no, Miro, Kip Saban, and Penelope should be should be though for the vile shit they were saying about Jim's wife and also that they hope he died. Now, uh, you read the thing and there was yeah. no part there where he said he hoped he died. He just said it was going to be a joyous occasion. At his funeral. Funeral. And you see how people twist these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd also like to point out that he, he did say his slutty girlfriend yeah. and he also made a reference later uh, and I, I'll probably get this yep. quote wrong, but the idea yep. was that if she had as many dicks in her as uh, a porcupine, it would come out like quills or some shit like that. Yeah, that, that looked like, like that, a porcupine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. come on, that's that's a pretty pretty ter- terrible thing to say. Yeah, there, yeah. I saw Tom. I saw a lot of people. TJ. I saw a lot of people saying that. Oh, he didn't. He didn't say that because they were looking at his Twitter feed, but he yeah. said it on his show. He said it on his show. If you listen yeah. to his slutty girlfriend. Yeah. very clear he said that so, so uh, but it, I, I did find it funny that this week after he said all the things and started saying that stuff about Ethan Page his co-host Brian Lass said whoa 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 you can't talk about like eviscerating people and he said no no I said I was going to do it with my mouth I was going to eviscerate them I'm not threatening to kill him but I'm going to tear him apart <laughs> to verbally him. eviscerate him verbally <laughs> eviscerate him <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure how that's that much better. But. No, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cringy cringe all around, guys. So let me ask a quick question, quick mm-hmm. question on this to, yep. to you guys. Now, Jim Cornette says this stuff. Do you think, like, should Miro and Kip have responded or just ignore it and let it? <sighs> I think that's, that the response yeah, yeah. was good. Because he really did push it to a point. And I, I commend Miro for standing up and saying, hey, 
you don't talk about a woman like that on national things. Like, screw you, man. Who the hell do you think you are? That's how I took that. Yeah, I agree. I think it was, it's commendable for them to respond. Um, it's tough because once you respond, now you're going to have a back and forth. Now you're and, engaged. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and kind of you lose the battle, like they mm-hmm. say. But um, I think, honestly, it was the right thing. And it gave, it gave Cornette more bullets to fire at you because yeah. then he started calling him Bluto and that he doesn't speak yeah. English well and all this other stuff. But uh, from what I saw, uh, Miro. Miro did the one response. No, Yeah, he called Miro Bluto, Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah, like from Popeye. Um, I think I, I Miro speaks speaks well. Yeah, and I think Miro did just the one comment, so I think that was good. Skip did the uh, uh, Kip the did just done. the one yeah. comment. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the perfect way to go. Um, yeah. Elio, Unfortunately, uh, Cornette got the whole shoot. Tune yeah. into my show as you see how much I'm gonna take you apart. Jerk yeah, that. yeah. Elio, uh, Cornette, cancel him or no? Ah. Uh. I just I just have no nothing either way. Right? I'm I don't really care for Jim Cornette. All right. So All right. I'm I'm in between. I'm I'm going to be neutral. Switzerland, it is. Well, you know what? Seventy-four <laughs> uh, percent of you said no. Do not cancel uh, Jim Cornette. Well, twenty-six percent of you said yes. I don't so like we're those numbers. Respect that. Do you know why we're going to respect that, Rick? Why? Because what's the name of this show? <laughs> POV. Uh, what, POV say, what does POV mean? Watch what you say this time now, considering what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what does POV mean? Virginity. No, try again. Point of okay. view. Point okay. of view. Okay. Uh, people have virginity. I'm out. Now, <laughs> now, point of view. Point of view is something really interesting. And 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 Elio, I need for you right now to pull out the book oh, because uh-oh. we have some business to uh-oh. deal with. Speaking about point of views, and unfortunately, in this week's point of view, while I was gone, our erstwhile co-host, Mr. Rick Serrano III, decided to make some rather bullying comments. He asserted his, I don't know, unfair views that really weren't taken into people's point of view. Because we see, we try and promote that maybe Andy doesn't like Honky Tonk Man and I do. And maybe Elio loves the Ultimate Warrior, and I don't. And oh, maybe Rick bad. Serrano the Third loves Edge, or maybe he doesn't. <laughs> and maybe I don't like Christian. But you know what? It should be our point of views. It shouldn't be threats to revoke citizenship of someone because I don't agree with their point of views. And it's kind of ironic when Americans are the ones in the world who are being always said to be bullies. So I find it weird that an American could think he could take away my Canadian credentials. So for his bullying ways and for getting that point of view, W-P-O-V means point of view, Rick Serrano III, we welcome you back to the Book of Shame. <laughs> Elio, do the honors. Rick Serrano. Rick, I'm sorry, but Rick's bullying ways, you just made the book. And you know what? I will proudly take that. I am so glad. Thank you for apologizing, Elio, before you put me in the book. I know it's difficult for you to do that. You know what? I will take your Canadian card any day because you hate Bret Hart, you hate Christian, 
What kind of Canadian is that? I will be the Jim Cornette of Wrestling POV podcast. No, hashtag cancel Rick Strato the no, third. No, and, and folks, I'm going to let you guys all in in a secret that you all know, but Rick actually you apparently never really caught. Is I actually really enjoy um, Bruce Hart and uh, and Bret Hart, and I also enjoy uh, Christian and all those guys. But I just love to see him flip out when I say I don't. So, <laughs> welcome to the book, Rick. Anyways, is this you being you, or are you being a character? <laughs> we will see, folks. Maybe we need to cancel you. Possibly, I think I have there we to go. cancel. I, I just said replaced. it. I just said that TJ's antagonistic ways used to be the book. <laughs> well, since I run the book, <laughs> anyhow. Um, How do you, you know run what? the book if, if Elio has to put them in the book? Oh, he because he's my secretary. <laughs> like, I don't do the dirty work. I just right. point out the people, throw them in the pit. Right. Let's move on now. Um, I think, Elio, it's time for you to tell everybody where to write in if they would like to take a chance to talk with any of us, to, to tell us how brave we are to stand up to Rick's bullying, or how we can just maybe <laughs> cancel something out there or whatever. Whatever you want to write about. So you can write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast. Instagram at Wrestling POV1 and Twitter at Wrestling POV. All right. And you know what? It's usually at this time that I bring in a special guest to try and, and sell some T-shirts. And this week, because it was a joyous occasion for one of these people, I had to bring in a wrestler who, well, it was his birthday recently. So I'm going to bring, I'm sorry, Andy, I got to bump you out of the segment. I'm going to have to bring in the Iron Sheik. Uh, Sheiky baby, sell us some T-shirts. Thank you very much, Mr. James T. Logan. Pleasure for me to come to a number one wrestling podcast around the world, Wrestling POV. All my intelligent wrestling fans know that Iron Sheik Kozro Vaziri, he have the t-shirt for number one podcast. Uh, not like the Hollywood Blonde Brony, uh, the, the Hulk Hogan, uh, whatever, the Howdy Doody, uh, Mr. Bob Backlund, they wear the Jabroni t-shirt. You want to have the real t-shirt. You go to the prowrestlingtees.com, the, uh, 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 the, the backslash wrestling POV. You find, maybe you find one t-shirt, Maybe you find two t-shirts, maybe you find the three t-shirts, or maybe you are legend like the Shiki baby, you find the four t-shirts, you order the four t-shirts, then you are a, a, one of the great all-time champion, like a, the Iron Sheik, I start the Hulkamania, maybe I also start the wrestling POV, without the Iron Sheik, there is no Hulkamania, without the Iron Sheik, there is no wrestling POV. And again, I want to say thank you to all my intelligent wrestling fans around the world. You come, you listen to uh, the wrestling POV. You listen to the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the James T. Logan, whatever. You listen to the Elio Canales, the Emilio, uh, whatever his name is, I don't know. Uh, uh, also, the other Judge uh, Brony, he uh, uh, the the typhoon, uh, the earthquake. He think uh, they are number one tag team. Everybody know 
Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, number one tag team in the world. I take that earthquake. I put him in camel clutch. I break his back, make him humble, worse than the Virgil, worse than the Rick Sarando III. You order the wrestling t-shirt. Have a good day. Yeah! Man, I love that guy. You know, every year on my birthday, he sends me a gif of him giving me the finger and wishing me a happy birthday. Every year. Did he do it this year, though? This year, he was nicer. He was kinder. He didn't give the finger this year. No, it's probably because of the whole COVID thing. And, you know, it's just... uh, Didn't wash his hand that day. Got it. No, no. No, everyone's just trying to be a little bit nicer to each other. (laughs) That's nice. That's nice. I love the sheik. I love the sheik. You know what, Rick? Uh, Did you know that the show you're sitting on, well, you obviously do know because you're part of another show... Here on WPOV Global, you'll find us every Friday uh, talking about uh, different topics, talking about uh, AEW especially. We go deep into that. Sometimes we cover up some other uh, smaller independents. But there's also a show on uh, comes out on Sunday mornings, uh, WPOV Wrestling. It's the granddaddy of them all, the one that started this. This is the one featuring Rick Serrano III, Tony Diaz. Uh, man, it breaks my heart that... Uh, Miguel's gone, but you know what? The $50 man, Clay Cummings, fitting in good, looking good. Uh, they're showing on every uh, Sunday. Every Wednesday, we have WPOV Quarantine, where most of us here on Global get together, and we do this kind of Zoom thing where we get in some wrestler guests. We talk some topics. We Cameraman, really cool Zoom it! <laughs> well, easy there, Sheik. And, <laughs> and after most... guy on the control? <laughs> Again, <laughs> no, I want nobody all my intelligent fans to know Mr. Rick Serrano III... Anytime uh, you want to go to the gym, anytime you want to no. get in the ring, old Never. school, Kozarov, Vaziri, everybody know AAU, Amateur Athletic Union, champion, I'm coach for Olympic okay. team. All right. Uh, uh, hey! <laughs> you All right, listen she's... to the real legend, <laughs> Iron uh, Sheik. Okay. okay. Mr. Rick Serrano III. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, think, right. I think that is why the people call you the Rick Serrano, the third. Yes, yes. Okay. That's um, my name. Thank you, yep. thank you, Sheik. Um, Thanks. Thank you. Again, I want to say thank you to all my intelligent uh, all right. fans yeah. around that the is world. Gilio. Have a good day. Peace. Uh, well, yeah. now that the Sheik's left the room, uh, we also have WPOV Aftermath, where who knows what uh, combination of uh, any of the six of us will get on there and talk about the uh, pay-per-view that we've just watched fresh. Yes, but this Sunday, we this have Sunday a Aftermath. WWE turd or whatever. Fastlane, and we one. have the pay-per-view points game! That's that the sweet. only cool thing. Your guys' yeah. game is the only thing that makes these WWE pay-per-views, like, even worth yeah. watching lately. They're just, they're mind-numbingly horrible, but uh, <laughs> at least the points game is great. So, yeah, yeah of course. folks, get in on that. Elio told you where to write in. Now, you may be listening on some platform right now, but you know what? There are many different platforms available. Rick, tell us all the platforms that you can find all of our shows on this fine network. On iTunes, YouTube, Poppy, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free. Woo, man. You know what? That happened so fast. I think I got a heart murmur. I'm going to have to lay down for a minute. (laughs) While I'm laying down, catching my breath, maybe drinking a little bit of water, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to get into, I'm going to say, hey, that was a fun AEW. Let's get back. Dynamite! What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, and you're listening to Wrestling POV Global. 
Hey fans, welcome back. I've gotten off the floor and as I'm still trying to catch my breath, I want to throw it over to Elio. Elio, I know you've been checking up on Impact. Uh, we Sometimes there's some stuff that's coming out of Impact that may have implications on wrestling as a whole, maybe AEW or maybe even more, but tell us about uh, this week's Impact. All right, so uh, Impact Wrestling had their sacrifice uh, pay-per-view on uh on March 13th and two title changes on that show. Mm-hmm. We had Finley and uh, Dave Finley and Juice Robinson defeating the Good Brothers for the Impact World Wrestling Tag Team Championships. And we had Rich Swan defeating Moose. Okay, now that yeah. first one. First one, let's talk about the implications there. We have a team directly out of New Japan Wrestling. We cover Finn Juice quite a bit. Yep. What does that say now? Impact doing business with... New Japan? Well, that's what that's why I keep that's why I keep saying that's why I keep asking because you 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 said it yeah. at once that uh, Impact would never do work with New Japan again. True, but let's point out that the new president of uh, New Japan Wrestling has only been in in the last year, so maybe oh. he has a whole different philosophy. Oh. I I I would assume it would carry on, but obviously not if they're going to bring teams in like that. So that is a huge implication. But the second one. The second one has some weird stuff to it that I think we got to get into too. Um, Rich Swan defeating Moose. Okay. Um, I had a problem with the fact that, uh, and Callus himself has even said that they just took this prop title. Why did they bother unifying this with their world title? This seemed incredibly stupid. It should have well, just been Rich Swan. Scott Demore uh, said that Impact is officially recognizing a Moose's championship. Right. But I mean, why did they recognize yeah. it? There's yeah. no lineage I, I behind this belt. Callus has said himself it was just a prop belt that they were bringing out from the back. Why didn't they just go? Did this cause? And, and guys, th- let me throw it out to you guys. With the limited amount of, pa- of uh, sight that Impact gets, did this make any difference that Moose and Rich Swan tried to unify the belt with a non belt? Did this make a difference to the ongoing story of Rich Swan, anyways, being the guy? I would have got it if Moose won. But with Rich Swan, anyways, now fighting Kenny Omega, did this even mean anything? I just think they wanted to get rid of one less belt, and they just said this is the best way to do it. Honestly, right, but because this belt's been only around for six months, dude. They just pulled it out. Yeah, of the trash and, that, and that's ago. and that's the way to put it back in the trash. <laughs> like, you know what? We're gonna unify it. Uh, uh, that's that's the best uh, case scenario that I see it. Until and, so, uh, until until someone else finds it, and then they create their own twenty four seven championship. <laughs> exactly they they could have just not even recognized the belt they only recognized it two weeks ago i mean they could have just said it's not really a belt moose is delusional running around with a toy i I just the whole thing just is very convoluted and ridiculous in my opinion uh the only way this would have made sense had moose actually won and then moose was taking on omega that's how you get moose to omega but you didn't need those steps rich is already there which one's there so i think i think the the bigger story that comes out of this is now we're gonna have kenny omega versus rich swan in a title versus title match mm-hmm. and um you know where do we go from here you know i think andy had a great idea uh andy about what's gonna happen now with the impact versus the AEW title do you remember what you said uh, vaguely, because I know I have all kinds of thoughts running through my head. So if you refresh, <laughs> I could probably be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like something I said. So Andy said that it's probably going to be like a schmaz or something where there's no clear-cut winner so that no right. belts get taken off the show. No, they already came out and said there will be Ooh. a definitive winner with this belt. There will oh not be my any disqualifications God. or 
that it's most likely going to be Kenny. Yeah, it's. I think it's a belt collector thing. I mean, does yeah. he already have a AAA belt? Now he yep. goes for that. Does he go for a yeah. New Japan title? Does that's where it ends? Is somebody wow. finally dethroned? It's like a North American version of what you would see in Japan or somewhere. Yeah, like Ultimo Dragon. This total. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Ultimo or um, or Liger or somebody. Yeah, no, and it was funny because when you guys, I heard you guys talking about that last week on the show, but right after you guys had recorded that, TNA had put out a press release saying that there would be a definitive winner. There wow. Be well, there, someone's probably listening to the podcast and like, oh, probably something. They yeah. fucking figured it out. Change it, change it. No more tune in. Why did we pick in tune in? Okay. <laughs> we were doing great till that fucking tune in. All right. <laughs> they drop us now tomorrow. It's fun. Love you, tune in. See, we said your name so many times. People are going to tune, tune in. in to tune in. It was all commercials. No bad publicity. All right. Let's move on to today's AEW Dynamite. I know my um, Gotta say, for me, Elio and Andy, it started off with a, well, probably an explosion as big as the explosion at the exploding death match because we didn't get it. <laughs> for some reason, here in Canada, TSN switched because uh, TSN has like five stations yeah. and it switched which station it decided to play uh, Impact on after what, a year? I mean, it's been on this since the beginning, and they moved it one station over on their thing, which meant everyone with the PVR got screwed. Yeah, and all this lazy guys, all this lazy guys who like to start a few minutes later so we could fast forward through some of the crap, <laughs> found out that we had nothing to fast forward to. Hey, and, uh, at least it's better than listening to NBA basketball while you're watching wrestling. That's what happened to us Americans <laughs> last week. <laughs> I heard about this. And now this is what's funny because I was off last week and I was out of town. I was nowhere around. So I didn't actually see last week's episode, but it was on my PVR. And when I threw on my PVR, I threw on the latest episode, assuming it would be today's. And I didn't watch last week. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching... Um, uh, what's his name? Young, one of the young Ray bucks Phoenix, there in Phoenix. And Matt Phoenix. Jackson. And it, the first thing I text them, and none of them said anything back. I didn't know why. I was like, "Is this a is this a rematch? Because didn't they weren't they supposed to fight last week, right?" And then I'm watching and watching. I get through 15 minutes of this match, and then they advertise all the matches that were coming up later that were on the thing, including this exploding match. I'm like, "Oh!" So then I go out and find out we didn't get the thing. So we all, we all got in. We all missed the first match. I believe Rick is the only one who got to see the opening match of this out of the th four of us. Uh, we came in after it. Rick, the opening match I do believe was um, Cody Rhodes versus Penta, uh, Penta, El Ciro, Miro, Mayonnaise, El Giro. Yeah. So you know right? what? That's exactly what it seemed like because it was hot garbage. This match. Um, Cody came out to his big theme, uh, Penta, they kept calling him Pentagon, or like Tony kept calling him Pentagon um, throughout the night. Um, the match started off slow. Uh, you would think with Penta, the match would have been fast-paced, but it wasn't. Um, there was a lot of like soft punches being thrown. At one mm -hmm. point, Penta's just working the shoulder the whole match, and then out of nowhere, Cody wins by roll-up. And it's like, <laughs> what? A few times tonight. And then after the match, exactly. And then after the match, Penta attacks, just like what else, something else happened in yeah. this night. And he's just like softly punching his shoulder and he's looking over his shoulder, waiting for someone to come out. Dustin comes out, the gun club comes out and everybody clears the ring. And also QT Marshall comes out and is just like, what happened guys? And everybody's <laughs> like, where were you? And Penta's oh. standing right next to QT literally standing right next to each other and he's like what happened 
(laughs) It was just so bad. And, of course, Cody had to get the win. Mm -hmm. And it's just – it just feels like what we see later on in the show was just repeated. It's the same thing. Shoulder injury and all. The same thing happened. And we'll get into that later. That is so funny. And you know what? Um, There are so many people – like, let's face it, AEW has a humongous roster. If you really counted how many people are on this damn show, there's a gazillion freaking people, right? But I can't think of anyone who I care less about than QT Marshall. (laughs) So why are they making a story with this idiot (laughs) when there's so many guys on the show who are just not getting anything? Who we see yeah. repeatedly. I mean, so. on, on elevation, they interviewed him backstage and for his match. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a, a match coming up against Marco Stunt. This is going to be a big match. Well, a short match. That's probably the only funny thing, King T. Marshall, which he got to say on the internet show, by the way. Oh, man. All right. Let's move over next to, and okay, I know, I, I, I bet you Rick is going to have more to say about anyone on this next match, but uh, Jade Cargill squishing out poor Annie Jordan. Yeah. Uh, this was actually a pretty good squash match. I mm-hmm. really uh, uh, enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Jade. Um, for me, before... Everything else happened at the end of the yeah. show. This was the match of the night for me because okay. honestly, it was just like all one it, minute of it. <laughs> it was limited, like you said. Yeah. It was it was a limited show for most of the shows, but uh, Jade did a good job. I, I appreciate a good squash match uh, okay. when it's done correctly, and I think Jade uh, did the right thing. And Maybe. I liked after oh. at the end when she came out red velvet. Red that velvet. was pretty cool yeah. too. Yep. Red velvet looks like she's half her size, which is ridiculous yeah. every time I see it. Andy, what'd you think? Uh, as far as the squash goes, it was yeah, it was it was good. It's what it needed mm-hmm. to be. I think this is what Jade needs to have for the next little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think that this should have happened, whatever, a week beforehand. Ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like even like the the following week after uh, mm-hmm. the, the match with with Shaq, mm-hmm. because already because to me it's like you know everybody's got such short attention spans. You know, oh they're bringing it up like oh yeah, well you know she did the match with Shaq, but it, like really like how much are you actually remembering so to me yeah good match it needed what it was what it needed to be but it should have been done sooner the mm-hmm. only thing and maybe this will change over time because of you know only seeing her in such a limited capacity i still find her very forced yeah there's some of her mannerisms seem very put on her facial expressions does not seem natural to me and, and well, i hope I mean, if that's how she is I, I guess in time I'll get used to that and I'll see it. But right now that I kind of still, it's a bit of a sticking point for me. It's just. Well, she plays that caricature, the, the, which we see in comedy shows of the outraged black woman who does the head thing, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. so overly done that, you know, it's not real. And she kind of does that a lot. And it's like, really? Does she, is this for real? Like it, it takes it out of the moment. It's too much. But is it because maybe cause she's an unnatural like physique, like we don't normally see. I, you know, even if even if that's the case, I think there's still. And, and again, if there's if there's mm-hmm. a level of greenness there, maybe that that is something that come with time. Because mm-hmm. um, the closest maybe that I can give a comparison to would be China. Just okay. Like, okay. Like for that size, and early on, I you know, China didn't have didn't have the same involvement. No. as uh, as jane she was a lot more stoic the stone face so yeah. in that respect but you could still there see there was like a certain stiffness to her that was too and, much yeah yeah and as, as she got more comfortable and over time 
not, I'm not saying, you know, she's, uh, you know, an Eddie, Eddie Guerrero Malenko, but mm-hmm. just more natural, more fluid. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's what needs to happen with Jade because right now it's just, it's, it's a little, little stiff, a little, yeah, like I said, certain, I'm not, I'm not saying her whole presentation, mm-hmm. but there's just certain aspects that to me, to, I guess, to, to my eye, just comes out as like, yeah, it still doesn't seem okay. like a natural thing. Like, I, like just her, her character. I don't know if it's the overdone eh, kind of stuff, but, <laughs> um, you know, and she, I, I think she could give, uh, you know, like to what Rick said earlier, I think she could give Wardlow uh, a run for his money with, uh, with the Dr. Grace <laughs> Award. <laughs> so but to encapsulate all this what you're saying when it comes to jade cargill there's a lot of stiffness for you okay um elio <laughs> yeah for me, it was, for me it was a good match a good squash match and okay. uh yeah like uh i liked afterwards when she went after the red velvet so okay i gotta tell you guys when she did the kip up and she stood up, I swear to God, if she kissed, if she did the freaking arm thing, I was just going to write her off. I was waiting for something egregious to happen through this whole thing. And it didn't. She was pretty solid, you know, yeah. and she did that. I'm like, please don't do that. You're just going to screw this if you do that. And she didn't. So thank God somebody told her, don't do that so much because a little bit's okay, but it was comedic how much yeah. she was doing that, you know, and red velvet. Oh my God. That girl is tiny compared to this girl. It's yeah. just a horrible matchup. I didn't like the referee manhandling Jade either, though. It's one mm-hmm. referee. That stuck out to me, too. And, you know, actually, and I don't know, okay, and this is sort of off the program, but uh, the other day, and, and, you know, if you guys saw it, noticed it, or this is one of my, you know, I like to challenge our uh, our listeners if, if they saw this or not, but um, one of the, the show reports that popped up on my Facebook feed, I think it was from Darker Elevation, it was like, was it Mark Mark Posey? Is that one of the male referees? Yeah. Mike Posey, Mark Posey. It was like all these matches were listed with the results and every women's match that he was a ref in, it mentioned that he was the ref. And I'm like, mm. is that being Angle done? Coming? Yeah, is that being done on purpose? Or is that just some random thing? And I wish I would have screenshotted it or know exactly, but it was either for the dark results or elevation results or maybe both. But that's what it was, though, was like every match, and it was like every women's match that, that he was a ref in. All the other matches, all the male matches, there was no list of the referees. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, you know, Tony is the booker of the year, and he could be starting. Uh, <laughs> could be start- so now, Referee okay, world order. But, but the RWO <laughs> with him and Aubrey Edwards, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, but so but that, the referee that was doing the man, that was refing that match, doing the manhandling, was was that was that Mike Posey or Mark Posey or whatever? Was that who it was? I the did not catch Mike. I don't know if it was Mike Posey or not. It just happened so fast that match that I didn't like. They barely got that girl's name in twice. I'm glad somebody. Like, yeah, you said it because I was like, I, I missed it. I mean, because I didn't have the the uh, PBR, so yeah. I had like Jay Cargill versus Blanks. I'm like, I don't I don't know who that was. <laughs> oh, I had to listen really hard because they missed it the first time. It just kind of mumbled. I was like, what? Something Jordan, Annie? Yeah, Danny Jordan. Danny, Danny. Was it Danny? Oh, I thought yeah. I heard Annie. Danny oh my goodness. Jordan. From New York. <laughs> if it was Annie, it's like, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> You've been stuck by. No, she's You've been stuck by Jay Cargill. <laughs> excellent, excellent. All right, so uh, I found this funny too, because um, it's a TV show. I mean, there's got to be better ways to pace it, but I've always find it extremely awkward, and you never see it in WWE. Is 
somebody's leaving the ring and the whole next segment is coming by them sort of in a deal and it just looks awkward as shit usually tv shows will edit that out so you don't see that but you did see it today as all of uh, mjf and his crew were passing by cargill to get into the ring um we get into a thing and i'm gonna say this great to hear tolly tolly very solid yes. here very yes. solid uh mjf I joke about this a bit, but it's true. He does speak really well, but he's not that tall and he's not that big. And for him to think he's going to be the greatest of all time in, in this industry, like I said, he's going to go end up, if he ever ended up in WWE, he's going to be on 205 and he's going to be one of the small guys on 205. So, yep, do the talking for what it's worth and milk it, but uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Guys, what did you think of uh, the pinnacle being introduced? Like the name, hate the name. What do you guys think? Rick? This is a terrible name. This is a terrible name for a group. Um, I, I don't like it at all. A pinnacle. It just doesn't. It, it just sounds like something you can make fun of. Oh hi, I'm the pinnacle of crap. Like, like what is the pinnacle? Like, yeah. it just doesn't. Just doesn't. The name doesn't off stand out. Yeah, exactly. Andy, do you um, agree with that? Because I, uh... I don't. I think the pinnacle is a damn cool name. I, I don't mind it. Uh, <laughs> all Rick's pinnacle crap is pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> because when you think of it, pinnacle means like the top. It sounds like a classy yeah. way of saying yeah. we are the top. And it's like, yeah. a, it's a horseman-like reference, which I enjoy. Yeah. The top will be better <laughs> The top does not work. But anyways, Andy. It, it, sounds like, it sounds like a golf ball to me. It really does. <laughs> okay, fair well, enough. Uh, but a top flight golf ball, anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, however, you title list it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See what you did there, Happy. <laughs> eat, the price eat turds is like, wrong, he eats turds Rick. like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat I turds eat, for breakfast? breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, All right, MJF, pinnacle, MJF, pinnacle. Uh, this pinnacle thing, I didn't like it. Uh, I don't like yeah. MJF's promos. I just, he, like you said, he, the way he talks is like he's accomplished so much. And by the way, he lied about his age. He turned 25 this week. So happy birthday, MJF. Um, maybe not have AEW announce your birthdays on their website. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you this it was just, it was just over the top. MJF, the way he talks, is just like what you've done. He keeps saying he's going to do this, he's going to do that, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. Mm. Last time I checked, you haven't been winning that much, bro. Maybe now that you're with the pinnacle, maybe you'll start winning. But you got, your words got to start back. Yeah, you got to back up your words now. Actually, got to back up the words. Yeah. 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 What do you right. think, uh, Andy? I, uh, pinnacle, I, I don't mind the name. It, it, it is different. Uh, and again, just because it's just so funny. Uh, the pinnacle of crap, I think, is fun. I mean, let's be honest. You could do that with just about any group name, though. I mean, yeah. Say, you know, anything you can make fun of. Yeah. Um, Tully, that's the most natural yes. to me. I think I've heard Tully cut a promo since he's been on AEW TV. Mm-hmm. When he can go and, and kind of talk the talk like that, that's a natural Tully Blanchard to me. Um, as far as MJF, I'll agree to a certain extent that, and I'm not going to harp on, on the size thing, uh, on the one hand, yeah, it, it's kind of tough when you really haven't done a lot in the business and to try and make it sound like you've done a lot. 
um, you know, what he was putting over about how they kind of, you know, infiltrated the inner circle. That's cool. Uh, but at the same time, you know, a, a, as a good heel, you, you have to believe in what you're saying. You have to believe yeah. you're right. So whether right. you're going to come and say, yeah, well, you know, you haven't been winning a lot. You haven't done this. Uh, no, I'm, I'm still the best. I'm still the champ. Uh, either I don't recognize these losses or these losses happen because of this, 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 that wasn't my fault. Uh, you know, not to go snitsky on anybody, but you, you got to have that. And that's, I think he's doing that. Well, I, I enjoyed okay. the promo. Uh, it was, it was a more solid promo from, from MGF. I thought the guys looked good together. Um, I was happy for Sean Spears to kind of see him in that position. Yes, the chairman. Yeah. And uh, Wardlow there. We talked about Wardlow earlier, a leader delete. Uh, I think this is just as big for him as it is for the other guys. And I thought it was interesting that uh, he referred to, that MJF referred to FTR as, what was it, like the Grand Slam. Grand Slam, yep. And he talked AEW and he talked Impact. And I expected him to do like some kind of snide remark about like New York Connecticut. or Connecticut, Connecticut or those yeah. other guys. So it was interesting that he said Grand Slam yet not, you know. That would be smart. Give, give smart. them their due. Uh, yeah, w- whatever, whatever. But, uh, and the fact that they did their promo and they walked away unfazed to me was good. And the fact that there was no inner circle on here tonight was good. They need to sell that beat down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, they're, if they're gone for a few weeks, I think that'd be even better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Elio. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this promo. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed him. Jeff, um, Tully's, Tully's promo was really great. I just, I just like this uh, group. I wanna, I'm looking forward to see where they go with this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I found it. I found it, it was presented in a way that made the, even the name The Pinnacle seem uh, classy enough for this pairing, you know, so it worked for me in, in that sense. Uh, MJF thought he really enjoyed the thing, uh, like I enjoyed what he did, but um, there's still that back of my mind stuff. Every time I see him, he's just so much smaller <laughs> than every other wrestler that he ever does, is in there with. Does Jericho end up calling them the pinwheels? Like, that, that's definitely gonna happen. Pinwheels, right? the, the pinnacles, <laughs> or you're the pinnacle of crap. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it. Rick Serrano better, did it first. We better get a T-shirt made now. <laughs> Rick Serrano, the pinnacle of crap. No, I don't mean Damn. it as an insult. I meant because you brought the name up. Yeah. So put quotes on it. Oh, <laughs> or, or maybe they get, maybe maybe they're the pinheads. The pinheads. Okay. Have them all come out like Cenobites. Anyways, um. <laughs> I'm getting too, too too much caffeine in me. All right. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, they did something here next that they did a couple times in the show, which I found interesting, is they did one of those kind of weird before a match, they cut to a guy talking or inset a guy either concurrently with the match or before the match. Here they had Matt Hardy, who I got to say, guys, I am so over this dude. I'm uh, 10 years ago sick of him already. He's in Jeff Hardy territory with me. Yes. Um, I just, just, I don't really give two craps what he says anymore. It's just so yeah. dumb. It's the nonsense he's talking. Oh, I have so much more money now that I lost all my money. And have we put him in the leader of the league before? What's that? Have we put him in the leader of the league? No, I think we should. Let's do it for next week. Yes, for <laughs> we sure. Should. That's a good one. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he just did some mumbly-bumbly crap. And then they had him him and his group. And who are they? The private party? Sorry, sorry. What, sorry. Did, what, did, what did they do? What did they do? <laughs> Say it again. That was just funny how you said it. It's just I'm, I'm loving. I can't it. remember what I said. The mumbly bumbly. 
Well, you know, they just, he just did his mumbly bumbly stuff and whatnot, you know, like, because really, if you listen to what he was saying, it was just double talk nonsense. Like, there was nothing that pushed anything, anybody, or his character forward. Well, let me tell you this. I want to say this. I have two words for Matt Hardy gimmick infringement. This is my aging character. This is who I am. See, this is proof that they listen to the show. Exactly. They definitely listen to the show because I am the agent, Rick Serrano III, and I bring my clients from the ground floor to the penthouse to sign the dotted line. (laughs) You see? That's how you do it, Matt Hardy. That's how you get people to believe you're an agent. Okay. So I uh, want a t-shirt that says pinnacle of crap with mumbly bumbly on the back. (laughs) (laughs) And and with pinheads through MJF's face. All right. Um, So we go, we cut to their match. We have this match where we have Matt Hardy teaming with private party and, uh, Wow, it's just escaping me. Who who is their Butcher partners? and the Blade? Butcher, Butcher and the Blade. Those guys are they keep bouncing around from everybody. I can't keep track of who the hell they're aligned with this week. But so they're in there. They come out. I, I had to say this. It just I thought it would have been the funniest in the world. First out comes um, Jungle Boy draped over Luchasaurus like he usually does, and then they announce Bear Country. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny as hell if one of them was <laughs> was <laughs> not in this day and age? We're saying that. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been funny if they brought out the bear cut, one of them like dra- draped over? I said it would have killed me, and he was right. It probably would have killed them both trying to walk out there carrying yeah. each other. Big boys, bear country. Been excited to see them, and you know what? We got nothing out of these guys in this match. Not only were they barely even in it, but the whole point was to get Marco Stunt to what the hell was he doing? He, he ticks them off by stealing the tag to get in there and loses it for them. Wait. I'm enjoying it. We got to, they were barely in the match. (laughs) I mean, I wrote that that in my notes and you took it. You took it from me. I didn't even realize it was a joke. (laughs) They were barely in the match, Bear Country. Yeah, you you know what? You hit the nail right on the head. Because why? first of all, why is Marco Stunt in a match? They should have found a singles wrestler. Why is Marco Stunt getting any offense on a butcher? Right? He took butcher out. He took him down. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. And what happened? Did Private Party ever get their impact tag title shots that they were supposed to get? Did that ever happen? And they lost. It, ha- it happened. They lost. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I was just making sure. But yeah, this match was all over the place. We barely got the Bear Country. Um, too much Luchasaurus. Too much Marco Stunt. I was not big behind this match. I really think Jungle Boy needs to leave this group. I just don't see yeah. how he can do it. Um, Matt Hardy getting the win, didn't like that. Um, it's just like Jurassic Express wins one week, and then they lose the next week, then they win again, and they win again, but then they lose, and then they lose. It's just like, what are we doing with Jurassic Express? Let's do something with them. Um, but, yeah, this wasn't, this wasn't good. Did not mm-hmm. like it. Andy? Uh, maybe, okay, I'm going to go reverse here. So – they're losing. Maybe this will somehow become a vehicle for Jungle Boy to leave Jurassic Express. Uh, maybe this is something for Matt Hardy. I'm, I'm assuming they're doing that to kind of get more, maybe try to get more heat on him. Uh, we also caught, if you caught the, at the end of the, or afterwards in the match, uh, it, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of looked like outside the ring while Matt's private butcher. Blade, Blade party, party. 
uh, were celebrating. Bear Country was upset with uh, Jurassic Express outside the ring. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, if that set up something there. Maybe, maybe that's going to set up for some sort of like like match between uh, the, the the Bear Express and the the. The Jurassic, or sorry, Jurassic, Express Jurassic Country, Bear Country, Bear Express. Yes, <laughs> and they can have like a World Wild Federation match. Match Worldwide oh. Federation match. Look at you go. <laughs> um, but I could, I honestly thought, yeah, I can see that happening. Where maybe that's what they're going to do is something to do with like, uh, you know, Bear. You want to say Bear Express or Bear Party? I don't know. The bare naked ladies. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, you know what? Like most of these matches, when there's the multi-person match like this, unless it's a complete utter disaster, I don't mind it. Just because mm-hmm. when you when you start to get like the the eight man tag, the tag ten man tag, you, you know what it's going to be. It's just going to be boom, 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 boom. Because it's tough mm-hmm. to get heat on any one guy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, it's a bit more of a suitable TV style match. It was okay. Was it was it a great match? I'm like, it was great. It was okay. Um, did the right team win? I'm much. No, I shouldn't say I'm not sure. Yes, because if this is a new faction. These guys need wins. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you know Marco was the one that took the fall, that made okay. sense. That yeah. made sense. So okay. uh, that's why I'm kind of okay with that. I, I would have preferred to have seen someone else from the team get the pin. But that that has been kind of Matt's shtick, though, right? Where it's yeah, like, he the, takes it. yeah, I get the win, I get the win, I get all the glory. You know, was it that match that we talked about the the the, the glory hog? I thought yes, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, where it's like I I swear I thought it's almost made like yeah, like Matt's like the glory hole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really sounded like he was going to say oh, that too. I was like, maybe that's that's why you're making all the money while you're losing money. I don't know, but <laughs> but don't you think like for the next couple of months or something that he should have like less gear? or just like crappy gear or no music or no pyro or anything. So it's like, okay, he's losing money. So he like, he, he can't afford all these things. He's big you money Matt though. But he's big money Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Stop trying to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrong sport. Dollars. Wrong sport. So rather, what little, little he has left, rather than go from real you know, riches to rags, he's trying to take what little he has left and invested in others to build up that way. There you go. Makes sense. That's how we're Not gonna even Cameron Grimes are going to put money into the anyhow. Um, another fan of these uh, multi-person tag matches. What did you think, Ellie, all, overall in this match? I'm going to see the right team win because it's, mm-hmm. it, at least it gives Butch and Blade another uh, win mm-hmm. because uh, they they've. They had before this they hadn't been winning any matches. They always have them had them lose, so it was good to see them uh, win another match here. Okay. So I was just okay with this, but otherwise I'm not a fan of these multi-person tag matches. Okay. Well, it seems like it was a big setup to show us two things: one about uh, the ongoing Matt Hardy tragedy story, but the flip side here, it was obviously a setup to have Bear Country and Jurassic Express yeah. have a fallout. Now here is where this is poor booking. Okay. The way it was done. Um, you have Marco Stunt, who's in there on the, the apron. Gira- um, what's his name? Uh, Luchasaurus gets in there, does his moves. He's been beat up a bit. He tags out to one of the Bear Country guys. That guy gets in there, does a bunch of moves. He reaches over to tag his partner, right? But 
all of a sudden Luchasaurus blocks him. Did you guys see that? He blocks him and starts saying, tag Marco, tag Marco. Yeah. Now, his partner hadn't even been in one time in this match. He's fresh. Marco's been beat up a bit. Jungle Boy is out of it, but he's insisting, no, don't tag your partner, tag him. And then Marco leans over, takes the tag, and then gets causes the loss. Now, this would have made sense if they were the bad guys doing this, but they're supposed to be the good guys. Yeah. So all the sympathy here goes to Bear Country because they just got screwed out of making any impact in this match. Well, the supposed good guys cost it for what reason? Why on earth would Luchasaurus want Marco, who's been taking a beating to get tagged in when there's two fresh guys who are on their team right there? That, I think, is bad storytelling. That should have been the other way around. The Bear Country guys should have done that, and maybe somehow Marco gets in, you know, tags himself and causes and gets lost, you know, and that starts a thing. But this, it just put the sympathy on the wrong team, and I don't think that was well thought out. And that's why I didn't like it. I have one slight disagreement because I think yep. his, from a historical sense, it mm-hmm. was booked proper because dinosaurs, I don't know if they had big Oh, brains. brother. Okay, moving on. So, <laughs> We're going to get into know, a dinosaur hey, versus bear dinosaur, Dinosaurs are extinct. So it shows you... I will make one serious yes. point, though, that okay. as you were talking, makes me wonder because... And maybe I kind of missed that part about with Luchasaurus kind of forcing the tag with Marco. Because Yeah, if you go back me, and watch it, yeah. you can totally see him holding back the guy and saying, tag Marco. To me, like the natural thing here would be for Bear Country to be the heels, which I think yeah, they, they, they need to be because they're the big boys. But yeah. who knows? Maybe this is something where the, the Jurassic Express, maybe mm-hmm. maybe there ends up being a split here somewhere. Maybe Marco and, and uh, uh, Luchasaurus go off. Wouldn't that be a mess up? That. But that would be that. No, I know, but yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Like, and I hope not, because I would rather yeah. see Bear Country as the heels. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to, you know, make some sense of the nonsensicalness. But like, you know, like if that was a if that was a tag team of like Luchasaurus and Mark, like I could see those guys getting heat though. Because yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody would want to see Marco get his ass kicked. And if they and if he was kind of like like the sneaky, it's, it's almost like that old Bugs Bunny cartoon with the uh, hey Spike, what are we gonna do? Spike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spike is me and you. Maybe. I don't know. Because then you know, we're trying to play fantasy. That would be interesting. That would like be interesting. It, but I, I I think in the end, though, then just, it really blands out what Bear Country could have been. Yeah. I don't know. That, I, that I, that's sacrifice. just me trying to be positive. You know, I would say yeah. positive. Try to put another light on it. But uh, I, I like I'm, it. I'm probably way off. And it's probably you're being right. It was just poor booking. Yeah. In the end, maybe maybe Jungle Boy walks out with Bear Country. They come out and they're like, what's going on, Jungle Boy? He's like, no, I'm Jungle Man. And he joins the bear country. DJ's <laughs> really pushing the jungle man. Name. Yeah. You, He's can't a bad man. you can't be 45 and call yourself jungle boy. It's just yes, not good can. looking wrestling. Yes, you <laughs> can. Wait, wait yes. 20 years and watch. Yeah, okay. Well, I notice they keep calling him Jack Perry a lot. So I'm pretty sure he'll eventually just be jungle something Jack Perry. Maybe, All right. Maybe just jungle. Jungle Jack. Jungle Jack. Oh, <laughs> sounds- <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, um, what moved over to, I thought was a really good, you know, I didn't get to see last week's promo, but I thought this week uh, Mox and Kingston did a pretty cool promo. Um, at first, when it first started, I thought Moxley was going to start rambling and going into that weird shit he does where he just mumbles yeah. and talks yep. violence. But it seemed like Eddie kind of pulled him back. Yes. <laughs> and at the end, they, they had a pretty solid promo here. And I liked how, I kind of liked how they had this promo and then had the match shortly thereafter. 
that's that's yeah. been a different pacing for AEW. Um, and they said some they said some really funny stuff in there. I mean, yeah. uh, they made fun of the Good Brothers pretty solid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, is. Um, yeah. Any guys want to throw anything in about this promo? Eddie's uh, a damn good talker. That's it. Yeah. That's all I yeah. got. Yeah, I enjoyed this promo. Yeah, I, the, uh, I enjoyed how they were making fun of the Good Brothers, calling the gallows and googly eyes. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> what he was just bust, busting on the talk, talk and shop mania. How yeah, made me waste my money. And yeah. I, uh, I said this in our group chat. I like. I mean, I, I enjoyed Eddie Kingston as a heel, but mm-hmm. I really like Eddie Kingston as a smart ass babyface. Yes, because he can really talk some trash to the to the to the heels. Mm-hmm. And as we see, it's one of those things where. He can back it up, but you know he gets his ass kicked like hard enough, well enough that the sympathy is there. So it's not just the oh he's being a talker. I have no sympathy for him. Yeah, I can I can buy into him as a baby face, and him and Mox have that natural chemistry. I mean, it's one of those things. If these you know these guys are legit buddy buddy and they've been down the road, they've known each other for years. Yeah, they know each other. I I I felt that chemistry there, mm-hmm. and it was fun. And I, you know, we had, we had a touch of that last week. It was just, I, I think to me, the challenge last week was because they had to address the, uh, you know, the exploding barbed yeah. wire crap, but here is just, you know, having a little bit more fun with it. And, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, you know, one of the things you notice about wrestling is, is, um, every good guy, we've talked about this, every good guy goes up to uh, an apex and then, and then plummets it down as a bad guy. And then there's the reversal. And it's the same as bad guys. They come to a point where you hate them so much and then something honorable. And it's, it's an ongoing cycle, right? And we always shoot for some kind of semblance of reality to grasp onto, but sometimes there's that uncomfortable reality where it's too much. And I think with Eddie Kingston, when he's the smart ass good guy, you buy him. You're like, yeah, I like that guy and he's tough. But when he's an out and out bad guy, it's almost so uncomfortable how bad of a bad guy he is that it's almost uncomfortable. You don't ever see yourself cheering this guy, which we all kind of want to cheer everybody eventually. So I do prefer him in this role. He's one of the few bad guys where it's when he's playing full of bad guy, I'm uncomfortable with it because he's such a bad guy. Like, you know, you start to buy in that, oh, this guy is a horrible person off, whatever, you know? So, yeah, uh, I do like him in, in, in that role. Um, next, you're going to love this, Rick, but uh, I actually enjoyed the Christian Cage promo a lot. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what he lo- he's looking for in those pictures. Maybe it's his, I don't know, the fame that Edge got and he never did. I'm not sure. I think but, he's uh, looking to see if Dwayne Johnson ever finished fixing his watch or his, uh, his cups. <laughs> yeah, he never did. He never did, Christian. Um, <laughs> this was a, a good, solid one. Um, I liked it all, except I think the catchphrase is okay, but it's not deadly sounding. I'm going to do this and this, and I'm going to outwork y'all. Huh. Okay, I'll outwork us all. Tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't get uh, catchphrases. Just... <laughs> I get it. You need to sell T-shirts, but yeah, come up with something that says, says, "Listen, as as somebody that comes up with the ideas for the T-shirts that we come up with, it's fucking hard. It's really. Yeah, I, know, I believe it. I believe to, it. I believe they with... nailed that one in. Because <laughs> you got to know Omega sitting around going, "Oh my goodness, he's going to outwork me." Outwork everyone. <laughs> and he's just like, "What can you co-? like?" No I better build another exploding ring. <laughs> <laughs> this time it'll work. <laughs> I'm gonna say Christian going after AEW championship. It's not so much I don't like Kenny Omega. It's just I can't stand Don Callis anymore. 
Mm. Oh, okay. No one likes Don Callis. His mom spits on him. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone want to touch this promo? I bothered me, and this is something else I said in a group. It bothered me that it was a backstage promo. Yeah. Why? Why would you have this major signing? Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. You know, and you have you have Sting. <laughs> well, he, he, he didn't get to talk last week. So, yeah, I I thought it would have been more <clears throat> impactful. Do you suppose, do you suppose there was that fear that he would get out there and we'd get NBA mix-up signals? So they thought, let's just do this thing in a studio. We can cut it, edit, and he'll look like a tough guy and not be buried like poor Ethan Page was. I don't know. Maybe maybe he couldn't be here this week and, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. they filmed it last week or something. Yeah, that's a possibility too. To me, like, you know, you... It's the same, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll use Jade as a quick example. You know, you made the big deal about Jade, and then, mm-hmm. you know, she comes off, you have that momentum where she won this match that yep. supposedly all these people saw, and then she's not on the pay per view. She's in the crowd. Like, you don't see her. But she's the crowd going, cheering Cody on. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Exactly. So, this to me is like, you know, if you're trying to bring Sting and Sting's that much, like, you know, that older kind of joke, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you have Christian? Why wouldn't you have your newest acquisition out in front of the people, front and center? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get that. I thought for me, it just, uh, it just looked so good for a change. Cause sometimes their, their yeah. promo things look like shit half the time for yeah. once it looked like a solid thing. So I think that's part of the reason that it made me feel like maybe Christian could be a bigger star here than I was going to give him credit for. You know, for it me, the aesthetic I, for me, I enjoyed the promo. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed him saying that he has to prove himself first. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. Kenny's on my radar, but I want to, I have to win some matches first, but I don't want to see no more promos. Get in the ring already. You know, yeah. one of the biggest things for me when Kurt Angle debuted on TNA was that they had like a couple of weeks where they say Kurt Angle's coming, and then boom, he, he, he didn't do a promo. Yeah. He just had a match, you know? Do it, Christian. Like, Christian could have fought Scorpio Sky this week. It could have mm-hmm. been a very – like, he could have cleanly beat Scorpio Sky. Scorpio could have been upset, walked out, stormed off, yeah, threw things, call. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that good could call. have been a good thing. Like, it's a clean win for Christian, and Scorpio is just pissed off that he lost again yeah. and that he Developed doesn't get the respect. Character. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Good call. Good call. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I get from this one. Christian needs to get in the ring already. Like, let's not okay. drag this out. Uh, next we had up uh, Mox and Eddie taking on the Good Brothers. And uh, – it starts off one of those things where they jump one of the partners as they come out and beat them. So the first half of the match is them recovering, not getting any offense. Um, magic killer is a cool move. Looks like absolute garbage on the uh, side of the ring. Cause you can't really do anything except gingerly roll someone over on yeah. the cement. It looked terrible. It's like, stay off that, do something else. Like, you know, that took, that was one of those almost takes you out of the match sort of deals. Um, but uh, you know, um, Mox and Eddie make their comeback. Pretty strong match. But you know what? Rick pointed out something, and we didn't get to see the opening match, so we didn't get to see the parallel. But I guess it's there. You know, you have Mox all strapped up with a shoulder injury. Uh, Cody all strapped up with a shoulder injury. Both get surprise roll-up wins and then a beatdown after the match. After the match. <laughs> so it was like maybe maybe the script got stuck together, and they were looking at it, and they couldn't get that page apart, and they were like, how does Cody's end? Uh, Mox. Yeah, like boxes. Why not? Maybe that's and, what happened. And he said it. They both have pregnant wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's too much paralleling going on. Way too much. Overall, though, 
Um, one of the biggest complaints I've always had of, um, of the big guy Gallows yeah. is that horrible kick of his. Uh, I've seen him in New Japan, the same thing where he kicks two feet away from you and the person sells it like they got hit with a sledgehammer. And it's just like, you know, either I know you're big and it looks cool. It doesn't look cool if you miss every time and somebody sells for you. I tend not to think so. Maybe the camera what about his, can make it look cool. What about his punches in the corner when he throws his arms up and yeah. throws a punch to the body? It's just like... <laughs> It just looks like an orangutan. It just does not Well, look it's good. also, he's got the weird thing of being too big. Yeah. I mean, you throw him over the ropes, he just lands on his feet. Everything Always. Yeah. Like, he catches guys so easily going through the ropes, he has to sell it, but you can see he's clearly just catching them and then falling back. Sometimes it's the one of the weird times where he's not big enough to be a super cool monster, but he's too big to be an effective wrestler. Darn um, you for being too big, Luke Gallows. Yeah, well, not, yeah, you're, you fell in the weird sweep spot, that one half inch where you went. I, you know what? I, I think that's more of an AEW issue than a WWE It could be, because the guys are a lot smaller in AEW for sure. Yeah. Um, Overall, uh, Rick, what'd you get out of this match, buddy? Uh, nothing. I got the same thing I got from the beginning. So I was just okay. like, ah, yep. I think Andy brought up some good stuff, and I agree with him. Go ahead, Andy. Uh, I okay, Again, I didn't see the first match. Mm-hmm. But I, en- I enjoyed this match. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, I found there was legitimate intensity. Yes. Uh, there was legitimate energy here. And it was more of a fight. And this was something building up. As, as it should be. I mean, there's not a lot of uh, direct history with these guys in terms of, you know, they've had a series of matches. I mean, but it's been more storyline kind of buildup. And I think this is what it needed to be, is it needed to be that that kind of fight. Um, the roll-up ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like, you look at it, okay, well, what else are you going to do? Like, again, depending where they're going to go with this. Like, you know, if it, if it was something where, well, we could just throw it out and that there's, you know, there's no winner or do we give something like more, like more definitive that they hit more of a finish one way or another. So I, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, as much as we could kind of say, oh, roll up. I, I, I think the problem to me with having the roll up was if it was already done in that first match. Yeah. Like, you know, if it hadn't been done and they did it, maybe that was just, you know, that sneaking out that quick win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. That, that kind of, okay. for the most part, for the show, I don't know. I don't know that I'm in better spirits than I was when I normally watch these shows and do it. But just to me, there was, I, I caught myself, you know, in our chats going, I like this. I yeah, like this. it I was like starting this. to build towards something. We'll talk about the yeah. post-match uh, yeah. uh, effort yeah. here after we finish the breakdown. But uh, Elio, the match itself, did you enjoy this? Was it for uh-huh. you? I was I was fine with this match. Uh, like uh, like you guys, I didn't get to see the opening uh, match. So um, yeah, like the team of Moxie and Kingston. So yeah, I was okay with this match. Okay. Now, what I liked about this match is, for once, I could say this was some really solid booking by uh, by Tony Khan. There's a few things in here that they annoy you, but you actually realize why they do it. Uh, having Eddie jumped and beat up and them having been two on one for this and having them come back, it lets you later on wonder what would happen if they had just a match where there was no jumping, where it was just the two and two, you know? So that's good storytelling. Um, the roll up win WWE uses this a lot to, uh, to get the match done with, but nobody really is hurt here. 
because hey it was a fluke roll up yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that the good brothers were beaten it doesn't necessarily mean that the good guys triumphed they just got a really quick surprise win so once again you're more inclined to want to see this match redone in another way to see it at a different angle maybe next time nobody's jumped maybe this time they go to a conclusive finish so i get that that was a good setup to go forward those things are infuriating but they work because had they gone out just had a match uh moxley and kingston win you'd be like well so much for the good brothers so i liked i liked the fact that this this leads to down the road for more stuff to come um, at the end, there was a post-match thing where uh, they started beating down um, Moxley. They were going to hurt him with the chair. Eddie got back in. And this is weird, too, because they've talked about this, and we're wondering, are they also trying to take Eddie out for a while? Because they tried right? to do a thing look like a legitimate trying to hurt him. So he, yeah. what they did to him is what usually puts a wrestler out for a while. Yeah. And they even had the point where he couldn't get back into the ring. To, to pose yep. with Mox at the end. Yep. So are they trying to take out three guys? Are we losing Moxley, Kingston, and Cody right away? Because that's three faces, boom, gone. And that's three that's big faces. Big faces, too. You know, these aren't just minor guys. Um, but then, and boy, talk about, I don't know what kind, okay, this is what happens when you're the vice presidents or whatever. <laughs> when you're five foot six, and you run out and the guys are legitimately six, one and six, seven, <laughs> and you're going to stand up to them. It looked comical watching the young bucks trying to stop uh, the good brothers and Omega in this thing at the end. They, it was almost ridiculous. I did like the furthering of the story of uh, the Jackson brothers won't join because of Don Callis that I do like. Um, I always find it weird, though, the way the young, uh, the good brothers play this. They honestly play like they're just mindless idiots. Like they're not even right? sure if they're good guys or bad guys. They're like, we just do what Don tells us. Yeah, that's just too, too sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. That's what I'm saying for weeks. Like, uh, what, what game are they playing here? Are they yeah. good or are they bad? Like, who... Just come no, on. I don't think they even know. Yeah. And Elio was right because Elio was saying that why did the good brothers go in with Papa Buck? In the ambulance, but that yeah. this week it's like, what are you doing? And the flip side of that, when I was watching, which I because I hadn't saw last week's, and I was watching last week's, thinking it was this week's. My first big note was as I'm watching the style of the match, I'm like, are the young bucks bad guys? Because like uh, Matt was wrestling like such a dick, right? And then I'm watching this week, and I wrote, are they good guys? <laughs> like it's confusing again. Who knows what the hell the young bucks are? Good guys, bad guys. We don't know, you know? So uh, as effective as some of that was, I really had wished it was Christian Cage who'd run out and yeah. uh, and uh, just uh, chase off Omega. Uh, the Young Bucks, well, it just doesn't make a lot of sense what's going on. And size-wise, it's so ridiculous. And, and why are they protecting Moxley? It just doesn't, it doesn't yeah. go. Yeah. Like, explain it. Like, oh, they're the vice presidents. We, we can't hurt one of our biggest draws. Are you crazy? Yeah, you hate him, but this dude sells tickets, man. This helps our show. Like, back off, Kenny, you know? That like would make sense. When Don Collis said, I want the guys from New Japan, they should have came out and stomped on the chair and just took out Moxley, the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and just make them ultimate heels. Yeah. But, again, we're back to this place where we're like, what are you, you know? Very yeah. convoluted. Yeah, it's way too convoluted, and it shouldn't be. 
wrestling shouldn't be this hard to understand who's the good guy or bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and, it, and if you're, to me, it's like, if you're trying to do this stuff to placate the internet wrestling community, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? That's why you're not really going to grow your audience that much more. Okay. The internet wrestling community, they're going to watch no matter what. Yeah. Yep. No, no one else is going to get onto this drivel and try and see through. If it's this convoluted for guys who watch and no angles, yeah. How is it for somebody who's just trying to watch this go? Uh, I don't understand. Yeah. When you have show? when you have what's her name Maki Ito or whatever doing her mm-hmm. singing crap, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and we, gold. Uh, that's gold. She's the queen of piss. You get off her back. <laughs> so <laughs> the internet people or you yeah. know the diehards are like, oh, that was so awesome because it's like this. You don't understand this, mm-hmm. dude. That's cool. But if you really want to talk about like winning wars and, and being a major company and a major player, mm-hmm. you need to appeal to a broader level. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff, this is what we talk about when it's like, you know, if you're watching with the, with the non-wrestling fan, the casual wrestling fan, yep. the wrestling fan that hasn't yep. watched for 15, 20 years, and you're going to have to sit and go, how do you explain this? <laughs> I, I can't, you know, it's like, and if you're trying to explain, well, wait, was this guy a good guy or a bad guy? Because last week these guys did this and this. He's a young Well, <laughs> what happened was. Yeah. Okay. Pull out, pull out your, uh, your game program and I'll try and. <laughs> and Rip up pages three and five and then glue them over to two and four and put the yeah. seven over to the three and it, it'll it make sense. It's, it doesn't work. And at the end of the day, and this is, I'm going to go on just a very small, minute kind of side tangent that kind of sort of ties into this mm-hmm. at the end of the day with aew mm-hmm. and maybe this is part of it because of, of how a lot of this stuff gets booked and and the more i watch stuff the more it's like you know they're more trying to cater to the smart fan internet wrestling community mm-hmm. you know and, and and i'll say this because and wwe's kind of wwe struggling with this too but for you know other reasons outs like if you take away let's say we'll take away jericho and we're not going to include christian or big show Name me one big star, one major star that's like a household name that AEW has or has developed in the last year, year and a half. That they've developed, not a WWE star. Yeah, and I mean, and you, and, I, and I'm not even saying I'm not even including Kenny Omega in that because you yeah. can include Kenny Omega in that because he's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't developed. Okay. Ah. Damn. Marco Star. <laughs> i know we don't have a time limit on our podcast but really let's save the trouble they, yeah. they they haven't they haven't. They, haven't, they haven't developed anybody and like i said and wwe has their own struggles that's a different thing but for aew for the way a lot of their booking comes across to me and what they're doing and what they're trying to hit on uh that's cool you know you're you're hitting that that minority that's that's going to be watching almost no matter what mm-hmm but so you're saying Chris Jericho had a career before he, you know? <laughs> anyways, <laughs> just being a douche. But, but, you know, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah because, you're right. Because that actually just, I don't know, at some point, like in the last day or two, that just came to me. It was like, yeah, really, you know, because even I'll use uh, Jungle Boy. I would say Jungle Boy might be the closest that yeah. they've developed. A, a household name? Well, they no, got theme not songs. Not people are doing no. the whole. Oh. No. Not to that star. When I'm talking household name, I'm talking the like, face like, of the company, like, like the face John, of John Cena. I'm talking. I'm not even. No, oh, yeah. I'm not even selling yeah, that. No, there, there's okay. nothing, you know, and yeah. that's. It's only. It's, 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 Darby it's, Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'll get he is to the him, face. But, 
Yeah, but but you know what? But like, even, and this is what I'm starting to say. Even like for, like for Canada, mm-hmm. for Canada for TSN, when they're putting bumpers across the street screen yeah. when uh, AEW is debuting. I mean, and, and this and this is smart. I, this is what they had to do. But they were showing Jericho. They mm. were showing Mox. And they would show the Young Bucks. Those are like the, the main ones that they would show. And unfortunately, a lot of Canadians went, who are the Young Bucks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, there's nobody that you could kind of throw in there that we, you know, that we've solidly been behind that we've built over the past year. And it just, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's the con, just the more we talk about convoluted, the more we talk oh. about, you know, the, the booking and stuff. It's like, and I'm not the expert. I don't have the answer, but mm-hmm. like something's not right here. When you, when you're like a year and a half in and you yeah. haven't developed and, and that's the, you know, the yeah. comparison to like WCW. Yeah. Outside uh, of Goldberg, like, you know, who they really develop as uh, their own stars. I'm going to say this year, Jungle Jack. We know we went coming. For, for but theirs, I can't see right now. You're right. I don't see any person you can. No, large than, no, no larger than life. No, we can put him on Good Morning America live with whoever. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon. Could nope. you say could you say Cody because Cody really his WWE stuff was kind of pretty minor. He wasn't in any upper echelon of their stuff at all. Okay, I'll give you Cody. Is he a household name though? Well, he's been an Arrow, and people recognize him from television projects. Like I know people who know him from like television stuff. So uh, that surprised me. I don't know. You're right. Though. Yeah. He isn't strong enough to be. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. I, I that's Cody is about as close as you get, and even he's under the bubble right now. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. so I apologize for the little tangent, but no, no, like no. I said, the more the convoluted stuff came to me, yeah. it's like, this is like, like a bigger, to me, like a bigger issue. Yeah. And uh, well, when you have the booker of the year, hopefully he can sort. Anyways, we're not even going to make fun of that. Um, yes, we are. All right. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, next we have up. Oh, brother. I didn't know what to think. Here we go. Tony Schiavone grabbing the mic, yelling the sting. Out comes Sting. Out comes Darby Allen. And surprise, surprise. Darby Allen gave a half-ass good interview where I didn't expect yep. it that good out of him. Yep. I was expecting absolute garbage, and he was actually interesting. If I had just been turning it on and I was a casual wrestling fan, didn't know this company turned it on, saw him, I'm like, oh, that guy's interesting. I, I want to see what he's up to. He, he won me that way. He, he was interesting. Uh, once again, when Sting goes to talk, and this, is, this part made me laugh, guys, because um, uh, first you had Archer come out, okay? Archer doing his... And, Man, can, can we have a bigger guy who is not scary whatsoever? Like, I mean, they've beaten this guy down so much that he's he's this big giant dude who you just know ain't gonna win shit because he never wins shit. You know, he has a great manager, a good look, and he does nothing. Okay, I think so they, I think they're restarting him. I think this is gonna be the, the third start time. of the monster. <laughs> the yeah, third, third time's the charm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> TNT but, champion. But uh, so he comes out, he does his little shtick, and then as he leaves. I, it was so funny because I kind of glanced away to do something and Sting went to talk. And then I guess Brian Cage started talking, but I thought it was Sting. And I said, like, oh, Sting's finally talking. And then I'm, well, no, maybe it's not Sting. Yeah, no, no, it, it was Taz. It was Taz. <laughs> it was Taz talking. started, but yeah. it was, it threw my mind. I thought it was Sting finally got to talk, right? And then I'm like, wait, no, that's, that's Taz's voice. And then, and then Brian Cage, that's where it confused me too. Because then when Brian Cage started, I thought it was also Sting because you never hear Brian Cage talk, right? And he's like, I'm not letting you talk for me, Taz. And I'm like, oh, well, oh, okay. But uh, what did you call him? Uh, you wrote it on the thing. It made me laugh. Swolverine. Swolverine. That, that's what he had on that's his shirt. shirt. Yeah, that's who he is. So I was like, that's so awesome. Funny. That's so funny. 
Um, so we get Brian Cage showing life. Holy crap. There's something in this dude maybe finally. Because yeah. I'm starting to wonder if he was just a big dummy who just did, you know, things. Who better? Yeah, who better? Uh, he actually had a, a, an eloquent speech out there. And I loved how his whole team imploded. Yes. <laughs> they just lost their fucking minds that he was backing Sting and calling him a good guy. Say, what? <laughs> he walks by him. They all turn around like, you know, the mean girls in high school have lost the alpha bitch. They're all like... <laughs> <laughs> going after her, you know, come back, come back. You have my hair dyed. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I'm going to say, uh, it intrigued me for a minute. Brian Cage, first time Brian Cage in a long time has intrigued me on this show. Uh, I like this like segment. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Got to say, though, Archer did not <laughs> intrigue me very much. Uh, Sting, well, Sting is Sting, I guess. I mean, you guys asked why he didn't get paid. I think maybe his paycheck didn't. I think they're going to so bring like, him up every week until that paycheck clears. I think they're going to bring him up every week until he finally talks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? If you guys heard him talk a couple of weeks ago, I kind of enjoying that he doesn't. Because yeah. his whole mystique gets thrown out the window when this dude talks. You're just like, wow, he just is a really a middle aged dude who. He's not middle aged. He's up there. It's, it's like he'll like just sort of talk. Yes. <laughs> so um i'm i like i said that was that and i'm gonna cut to this and i know you're just making fun of it because you don't know the guy enough but i think he has been poorly booked so badly that it was nice to see scorpio sky give a wait wait good wait can, heel- I, can i can i throw out my two cents on this i was kind of yeah. waiting oh sorry i, I didn't know yes. you oh, Go ahead. that's okay no um i'd like to say that because i point you know we made reference mm-hmm. to our group's chats. Uh, for those of you listening at home, if you haven't started this yet, I implore you to have your own uh, play-along home version of the game when Sting comes out. The over-under on either how many words Sting is going to say <laughs> or how long before someone, someone interrupts Sting's promo. And the two can kind of work together. So you can, for those of you that are like advanced betters, you can kind of figure that out. I'm pretty simple, but uh, I usually throw that out when we see that these guys are coming out. Is like, okay, are we giving it the Goldberg minute uh, before somebody interferes, <laughs> or yeah. is it the, uh, you know, well, Tony, it's great to be here in last week, and then somebody's music comes out, yeah, and then whatever whatever happens <laughs> during the segment. Well, yeah, because that's all it's going to be his task. And then once that's done, we never get to hear anything else. So, like, yeah. I like wouldn't Sting be pissed off? Hey, man, I want to talk. <laughs> like, Do you remember last time he got interfered, Andy? He got interfered it's, it's like every time. and then they left. And what did he do? Well, have a good night. Thank you, uh, Daily. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you didn't have anything to say anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Is there, you know what? Maybe you're kind of right there on the point of it, maybe it's good that he didn't say anything. Yeah. But, like, like to me, that is just so repetitive. So, I mean, there, there's, there's a certain level of comfort uh, and enjoyment to predictability whether mm-hmm. it's wrestling or whether it's a movie or, you know, just daily life, mm-hmm. uh, not throwing daily life in there as a pun on daily place, yeah. but ah. it, it's just, this is just, to me, it's just horrible, poor, like, oh, anyways. Okay. Sorry. You know, I equate it to this as you were talking about that in my mind, maybe it's kind of like the undertaker. 
Remember, The Undertaker was really kind of beat up a lot most of the year. He never wrestled very much. He didn't say much. Then he'd have that great blowout match, and then he'd go away kind of for a while and then do little things to let you know he was there. Maybe that's the thing with Sting. You know, Sting hasn't enough to do one really good match. He needs a bunch of time off. Let's stretch it out, keep his mystique alive, even though this is stretching it out badly. Uh, Maybe he just can't really do a lot. Less you know. is more than he needs yeah. to. I understand. After trying to, yeah, after trying to give him that little rub with Darby, I mm-hmm. think, you know, I don't know what, what else he's going to do much more that's going to do that. Yeah. They had this little program here that, not to say whether it worked or not, but that I, I like your idea. I think that's a solid thing. And I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Like, now Sting disappear back into the rafters. Yeah. Yeah. And put him there. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's another thing, too, is I don't get is they're bringing him out to show the fans. We well, don't have very many fans there. You know, and most of them are workers. Yeah. So why not sparing? Do shoot vignettes of him all the time. Do those kind of things. Build up his mystique. Then throw him out at a pay per view when you have a couple fans, and then the fans can go, "Oh my god, I got to see Sting." Yeah. But every week, just having him stand there, yeah, you get the oh, I get to see Sting. But then when he doesn't do anything, you're like, "Hey, no." Nope. I, I said you guys a thing the weekend at Bernie's thing. That's almost how it feels. Yeah. And I even said, and I think I even said because before. Um, so yeah, so what's his name came out? Archer came out. Yeah. And I think I even said it's like if he doesn't say anything, I'm gonna assume it was just a sting mannequin. And sure <laughs> enough, Steve Taz comes out and all Sting did was, you know, and it's a buzzword these days, was the pivot. And he yeah. just pivoted yeah. in the other direction to see this. So it was almost like the weekend at Bernie's like Tony and Darby are controlling him <laughs> and turning him around. And it's like I agree, so I agree. I that to me that's just it's a horrible, it's a waste. He needs, and, and I say this as respectfully as possible. He needs to go away for a while. Yeah. Cause you that know, exposure thing, is just too much. One, one thing you, which was good exposure. And I guess we should have mentioned this too, is I don't know if you caught this, but when Brian cage left and his whole team comes alive, that is the most realistic and interesting. That whole team is each and every one of them had real facial expressions. They all acted like, an interesting character for that moment. Even Hobbs, who usually is just walking around with a whole, whole, whole do face, even he was right in there going, yeah, man, like, you know, Ricky yeah. Starks was losing his crap. Even Hook was like, you know, so that I really think that was effective. That was probably the most yeah. effective Team Taz thing I've ever seen. And notice that Team Taz was the only one who didn't get serviced out of this looking better than going in. Yeah. yeah. So. And the other quick thing I'll say, just real quick mm-hmm. too. So, because I mean, I, that that sting thing was the main thing to me. Yeah. The Lance Archer thing. You know what? I'm I'm sort of on the page that I'm curious to see where this goes because is he in? You know, is Archer coming out because is he going to go after Sting? Is he going to go after Darby? Mm-hmm. I'm I, honestly I'm curious to see. So that's I'm not yeah. totally I'm not totally going to get on the oh here's the reboot again. I'm I'm actually kind of curious to see where this goes. And it was good to hear. Brian, that was the best Brian Cage has sounded. Yeah, and you know, forever at AEW, uh, I'm really confused as to where why. you go. Yeah, where they're going to go with this, but all right, let's see what happens. So they need baby see. faces. Hey, yeah, also, especially, if th- especially if those three go. You're right. Yep. Yeah, good call, Rick. Yeah. Good call. And not only that, here's a chance for Sting to do something. Now he slides in with Brian Cage. I yeah, mean, the Darby thing's done. Maybe he uses his rub now to develop. Brian Cage. Brian Cage serves as the bodyguard type protector of the old guard. I don't know. Yeah. That that's interesting. 
That is interesting. And you definitely need faces. Uh, thank God they got Christian. I mean, if you're going to lose three of them, at least yeah. you got that coming up, right? And you need big faces because that's yeah. the other thing. I mean, we talk about the size issue in AEW. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Cody, I mean, not not a monster, but he's he's a big boy. He's a presence. And, yeah, and Mox. And then if, who's it, if, if Eddie. I don't, I, I don't, Eddie. I don't think he's going to disappear. I think that was just kind of a tease just to mess with them. But even mm-hmm. still, even, even two of your top faces, you need some – you know, some big feet to fill those shoes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Joey Janela just not going to do it. All right. Um, <laughs> now, okay. When this promo started with Scorpio Sky, I got to tell you guys, I clenched up and I was like, okay, this is make or break Scorpio. If this comes off like crap, I got to write you off. Like I, this is the one time they finally have given you the opportunity to do something. They're handing you the ball in a little bit of a way here. Do something. Because they hadn't for a long time. They've handcuffed him a lot. We've seen that. They, they'd start him up. Then they, he'd disappear to dark forever. They'd have him in a match. Then he broke away from uh, who were the guys he was with? SCU. Uh, SCU. And then all of a sudden he's back the next week. So it's been stop and start with the fans. They don't know what to expect out of him anymore. They rarely let him talk when he's with SCU. They rarely let him talk at all. So tonight was a make or break promo for me. I had to say if he doesn't deliver here... They're right. He's just a, a B player guy over the thing. I thought with the with the with the shit they've given him, he put it together well, and it made it intriguing. Yeah, he didn't maybe look like a superstar, but he looked like a guy who was had with, had it with the way he was treated, and he was going to come back as a douchebag who was ready to to show people that he was going to win. So I found it an effective in that sense. Let's see if they can follow it up with the wrestling. Rick. Boring. Now, um, I think it was an okay promo. I just I don't see it with him. Jerked I think, with it. Eh? You been jerked around too much. I think with him, mm-hmm. if if you want to go forward with the snappy thing, put him on a long losing streak. Let him lose a bunch of times, and then finally just say, you know what? I have to, I have to do better. I have to be better. I have to be a monster. Mm-hmm. I have to snap. I have to be crazy because this is not working for me. Have him turn on SCU. Have him take SCU out. SCU has this clause where if they lose another match, they won't tag anymore. Have, have Scorpio Sky he caused the loss, you know? Mm-hmm. Have him be this this thorn in people's sides and piss them off. And mm-hmm. that's how you show how crazy you can be. So that's what he needs to do. It's just don't say, oh, everybody else got a chance, but I didn't. No, man, we see that all the time. Be different. Mm-hmm. Be better. Who better? Scorpio Sky. <laughs> That's, right. as, as you're saying that's like is, is he getting it's like man it's like it's almost like yeah they could just recycle the catchphrases it's like hey remember those uh, t-shirts we made for ryan cage who better <laughs> can we just scratch it out and put scorpio sky it'd be awesome too if they had a scratch out of scorpio <laughs> across the bottom I, I like i like rick's idea though if, if mm-hmm. you're gonna have him kind of do the snap thing let, mm-hmm. Let's put let's put some time and effort into this. I think the idea of uh, breaking up S, you know, and that the, the breaking up SCU thing doesn't necessarily mean it has to happen in two weeks. No, yeah. But if you know, let, you know, if they're going to do something with SCU, cool. But I think that's a great idea to have him be the the, the cause of the the you know the, the downfall of the split. I I think that's great. Uh, I you know what I did like the promo though, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's good to see when you get to see that little bit of that fire, that emotion, but. Taking what you know, what what TJ's saying there, and putting it together with what Rick is saying, I mm-hmm. think you kind of need the best of the, you know, that you need that promo. But now let's let's really mess with him and let's understand why, because yeah, you know, people can identify with it's like okay, man, like I'm sick of this, and yeah, you know, I'm being looked over, I'm getting screwed over. This this sucks, this sucks, and then it's like boom, 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 progressively worse until like how low can this go? 
-hmm. and then you know rice krispies mass snap crack a pop fcu goes down and then yeah the only thing that ticked me off about that i thought it was a pretty good package putting together the past of him and things but man that inflatable thing that they used in that match was ridiculous Uh, i wish we had to see pull out the inflatable ring the brass ring thing that was that was some stupid idea elio how did you get out of this promo yeah, as soon as I do promo, um, yeah, just uh, don't, hopefully um, they don't mess it up because, uh, like I said last week, I want to I wanna see a, a heel Scorpio Sky. Okay. And I'm going to say I'm biased because I've known Scorpio Sky for probably about four years, and he is a tremendously great wrestler, and he's always been passed over. Like, this is like his true story. He spent 15 years in Southern California where no one really looked at him, but everyone used him in, like, every main event down there, but nobody would ever really take a hard look and sign him. So he's, he, that's his story that they're playing out right now. And he is a tremendously nice guy. So I enjoyed that part. Um, okay. Moving over next. Uh, we have to do Phoenix versus Angelico. <laughs> Throwaway match. This is why. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't a lot of point. And where the hell was Jake Evans? I mean, they had uh, Jack Evans. Or is his name? Jack? I keep mixing them up. Jack. Yeah. Jack, Jack Evans. Evans. He, like they had him the last three weeks interfering in everyone's matches for Hardy, but the one time his tag team partner is getting there, paid. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he ain't getting paid exactly. No, but this is his tag team partner who they call all paid. the time. $4,700, $4,200. Maybe Henry uh, should sign with Matt Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're right. This match was kind of a throwaway match, it didn't mean anything. I still look, believe that Angelico is definitely. Chris Saban's twin brother, who's cracked out and stretched on a rack <laughs> to get a few more inches on him. Um, it was a boring match. Yeah. Uh, what can you really say about this? Like uh, the boring. one thing that the one thing I didn't like the very most, the one thing was stupid Phoenix at the end doing triangle symbols and looking through them. Like, come on, man! That that to me was I like just it. It stupid. Works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not work whatsoever. Rick, would you? You you obviously I- did not like this match a lot. No, this match was bad. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. Um, I, I honestly think that Angelico is too big to be with any kind of cruiserweight. I, mm-hmm. I get it how they keep on saying he's a luchador, but he but does not fit shit, the man. body structure. Yeah, and he's too long to be with a luchador. I don't like it. I think this was a throwaway match, and uh, it was just – I don't know why Why Pac hasn't been fighting. I don't understand uh, mm-hmm. why Phoenix is doing all the heavy lifting. So, no, I didn't like this. Okay. Andy? Uh, yeah, I didn't understand why this match was happening. Like, I think I even said in our chat, I'm like, is there like a backstory, some history to this? Why, why are we yeah. doing this? Like, what's the, to me, this is where you take out this. And this is where you put in Rick's proposed match of Christian Cage making his AEW debut against Scorpio Sky. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even that, and, you know, to go along with the storyline, you know, it didn't have to be, not a squash, but it didn't have to be a long match and it could just be mm-hmm. that one, you know, slip up by Scorpio, that one uh, Christian using that, those uh, years of experience and being the world-class competitor he is to catch, I'm not saying a roll up, but this is where he catches the, you know, the, the win. Mm-hmm. And okay. Well, we got to see Christian cage live on AEW TV, Scorpio sky. There's no shame in losing to Christian cage, mm-hmm. but Hey, you still lost. And that's going to, you know, knock you down a few rungs, just like Rick suggested. Okay. That perfect. Elio? Yeah, so um, this match, I didn't like this. This was just boring. Okay. 
I, I agree. You know, uh, here's another thing, guys. If you'd had Evans out there, then you almost even can tease a reason why. I mean, hybrid two is going to collide with uh, death, death triangle, triangle yeah. later on or something like that. You know that it, it just, there was no real reason they tried to give us, I don't know if you guys listened to the commentary, but they kept going on some like bullshit backstory of like, they met 10 years ago in Mexico and they've always blah, blah, blah. But death triangle is the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, why are they not, why are they not doing anything with the young bucks? Why yeah. is Nick Jackson not fighting Pac? After... He's got the good brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, finally, we get to the main event of the evening. And oh, here's oh, where oh, things... Oh, 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 oh. Oh. You forgot a promo. I, I just... My, my pad died, so I have no idea what uh, what's oh. left on the agenda. Miro. <laughs> oh, yeah, Miro. the Miro thing. Okay. Let's quickly look at that. We have a, a backstage thing with Miro. He's doing, like, some exercising. I don't... What's the machine called, Andy? Well, he was doing pull-ups. Pull-ups? Pull okay, yes. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't just a bar. It was a, I don't know anything about a gym. Well, it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of like, like a squat rack or whatever, and he was just doing the pull-ups on there. Yeah. I will right, say so, quickly to that, though, yeah. just as you're going to describe it, though, man, whether he's being serious or not, this was the perfect time to pull out your inner Ron Burgundy, and as yeah. you're being approached, 998, 999, <laughs> 1,000. Ah, okay. Now they um, missed the math. He certainly looked big and jacked in this he looked very impressive uh man alex marvez is just like the most uncomfortable <laughs> interviewer in the world why they keep this idiot on is beyond me um sorry to interrupt you mural but anyway so he comes up um this i liked because in the sense you know first of all they explained something away i'm glad they did this because it was so incredibly stupid to have chuck offer his services for a year for no reason if you lose if we lose i'll be your guy for a year or whatever right but then he didn't ask for any kind of payback if i win you're my you know that would have made sense what kind of idiot goes into that kind of proposition you know where you're going to lose everything if you lose but if you win you don't get anything but a w in the column so that i like the fact that miro just came out and took that all away by saying you know what I don't want your stupid uh, thing. Yeah. I don't care, you know? And I really liked the exchange between him and Kip because now the cracks are there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kip's trying to say like, well, I don't appreciate And he's like, I don't care. When we're in the ring, I don't care about your valet or your wife or that garbage. I don't care about you. Basically, he's saying all he cares about is the win, the bottom line. And that's got to scare the shit out of Kip, uh, Kip Sabian because he's just this... He's just this um, weaselly little dude who's managed to find a really big guy to glom off of. So I found that very interesting. Guys, anyone get anything out of this, uh, any insight or anything different for this? Yeah, just Miro being Miro. I think him talking about how he wants to go for the championship is the biggest thing we heard from this. Um, Him even canceling the, the, the Butler thing was huge because, you know what, now they can win because if he was... If they had the Butler thing on, they would have to lose, which still works for a split with him and Kip because Kip could have caused the loss and he would have split that way. So any way you look at it, this is good for Miro. Yeah. So. I like this. I like the serious side of Miro. That was good. Uh, the the veiled or not so veiled line of trust me when I tell you the worst thing you can do is have your wife by your side in professional wrestling. Yeah. Which, <laughs> awesome um it it was yeah it's good to see the cracks it's good to see you know like with Miro 
kind of having that little more of a serious undertone now because everything else to me has always been best friends and and mm -hmm. uh and video games and stuff like this mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe a podcast lit a fire under his butt i don't <laughs> know i'm not saying i'm not saying i'm just saying but um but the one thing though is he said but he, so he's like yeah no i don't accept it but then but there was not the whole thing at the end though was that kip says yeah we accept yeah well, he did he, well when he said he didn't accept he said he didn't accept the terms of the match right but that he also didn't deny the match he just basically said he didn't care it wasn't his okay. thing anymore he wanted to move on right and he didn't really say yes or no but and i think Kip that'll be yes. a bit of contention kips like oh, yeah, yeah. okay i just you want know? to make sure i understood that yeah. I understood that correctly but yeah no good uh uh it was Good stuff, and I like to see the, the more serious Miro. And you know, I think the last time that Miro did a serious promo a few months back, I think we, I think we all said the same thing. It's like, oh, like finally, great, like you yeah. know, Miro being serious. And then it was like, <laughs> so you know, we joke about the Lance Archer, oh, a reboot. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, this is like the beginning of what we hope. You know, we've been looking for and wanting from Miro from day one in AEW. All yeah. right. Uh, yeah, don't don't screw it up. He said he wants to. He said he wants. He's here to go after championships. So now I'm just going to go after championships. Just stop with the video games and and everything. Well, I I think it was cool. It was very key tonight to present him the way they did to have it yeah. without his shirt in the whole breakout pose because then he looked like a freaking monster. We've yes. seen too much of Disney shirts dressing yeah. like a Russian gangster. Um, <laughs> yeah. All these kind of ridiculous looks to him. Yeah, but this solidified he's a pissed off monster and going into this that's the image we have now and hopefully yeah. he can live up to that and not fall back into oh look at my disney shirt or whatever those kind of dumb things which kind of takes away from your scary menacing monster it's okay if you're a big guy who's a, a nice guy but when you're a killer monster you shouldn't be wearing stuff that just makes you seem like a bit of a laugh you know what i mean so finally now we go into the main event the main event it was funny. There was 20 minutes left in the show. Um, Rick was saying, gee, do you think like there's, they're, they're obviously leaving some time at the end of this. And, and he's like, no, this is the main event. This has got to go to the end. And we were really curious what was going to happen here. What kind of match? It's a lights out match. And I got to tell you going in, I did not get the match I expected for sure. And I don't mean in quality wise. I mean, the things that happened in this match, had you told me last week, Britt Baker of all people, and uh, Thunder Rosa, we're going into this kind of match. I get Thunder Rosa, okay? Yeah. But if you told me that the stuff Britt Baker did and went through happened in this match, I would not have believed it. But it worked. It worked. For, first of all, it solidified to me, Britt Baker is a massive heel star. She's great. Now she's willing to go the extra mile. It used to be for me, I used to feel sometimes that she was the bitchy character who was kind of reluctant to really get too physical. Like she was kind of scared to get hit too hard or she'd flinch and pull back for real on stuff. Well, that, that went out the window tonight, okay? That went out the window. They went at each other tooth and nail. We had ladders, we had chairs, we had, we had freaking uh, thumbtacks. Now I'm not a <laughs> hardcore guy, but in effective use like this, it was effective, interesting, and it worked, okay? And this is it. When those thumbtacks came up, I looked at my wife and I said, there's no way in hell Britt Baker's taking thumbtacks. This is Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa's is an MMA chick. She's tough. She's the one who's going to take this, right? Wow. Was I surprised when she wasn't the one, when Britt took it. Britt, she had a gusher going on. She was bleeding all over the place. She kept slugging through this really greatly. Um, 
The only thing that I didn't like, the one spot that just was terribly done here, and it, it had the potential when it started to happen, I was like, oh, don't do that, girls. That's going to freaking hurt. Uh, Thunder Rosa throws Britt Baker on her shoulders, climbs up to the ropes, and then goes to kind of give her like a Death Valley driver onto the um, oh yeah onto the ladder. But then she puts her foot down, stops all the momentum so that she can just lightly dump her onto it after she came off the ropes. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, wow, she sure hit that very gingerly. Then I rewinded it and I saw why. Because she just stopped, put her foot yeah. down, and then just kind of rolled her over. So it kind of took the effectiveness out of that. Because you saw when she hit the ladder, it was like, well, she didn't really hit the ladder that hard. How did that happen? But really good match. Only in professional wrestling. And I'm not mocking that she did this. It's cool that she did this. But just the sight of you're both covered in blood. There's thumbtacks everywhere. Blood, sweat, blah, blah, blah. But you take the time to put a black glove on your hand because you're going to stick it in someone's mouth. For me, was the absurdity and love of wrestling all wrapped up and together. I'm not mocking the fact she put the glove on. I'm just laughing at the whole obscure, obscene picture of it all. Her standing covered in blood putting on the safety glove to stick it safety first. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I was actually wondering if she was going to throw thumbtacks in her mouth, like the Dar- Darby Allen thing. That, that seemed like that was the next thing. But, uh, and the last thing, the uh, pile driver uh, through the table. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Thunder Rosa small and watching her pick up Britt Baker. I thought, Oh my God, Britt Baker is going to get a broken neck here. It looked like so many times she came very close to like trying to hold her up before she did that move. I was very scared for that. But in the end, I thought a very cool, this is the first time that women have main evented on um, dynamite. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all four of us are guilty. Maybe not Elio, but at least the three of us are guilty of saying, we didn't really think this was kind of the match that should have been main event. Yeah, but it, exceeded and it definitely earned that yeah. spot uh rick your you know, impressions this first of all i was very much against this being the main event i was like mm-hmm. what are they gonna do because they've been having shitty matches after shitty matches with each other mm-hmm. this match man was i eating crow and i was eating a lot of it because this was a hell of a match i loved every aspect of it i even loved that jade cargill was in the audience clapping and laughing yeah. uh Sheeta looking on even though she was praying and all that stuff. I mean, it's hard to be backstage and looking at the monitor. I think she should have been in the audience and yeah. just been like cheering on the match or whatever. But I just love that aspect of it. I love the hardcore action and I'm not a hardcore guy either. The blood. Oh my God. Britt Baker was leaking. Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa was bleeding. The thumbtacks. What's she? Listen. <laughs> yeah. Andy Thunder doesn't... Rosa had some weird blood going on with her makeup she, there. <laughs> She probably didn't have the blood thinner. She probably didn't take it. Um, but uh, Britt Baker was definitely bleeding like a stuck pig. I'm surprised yeah. we didn't Her hear that from corner. JR. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't <laughs> hear Probably wants to say that to a woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but this was a great match. I honestly, Dave Meltzler, if you're listening, five stars. Five-star match. I uh, really thought, I think this is so actually a match of the year candidate for you guys. I really think you guys should put it in the vault. Whoever women were going to be in this tonight, he would have given it a five stars. <laughs> so, all right, <laughs> Andy. Oh, I'm, as I'm listening to you guys, and I'm I'm loving and pretty much agreeing with what you guys are saying, and I'm trying to collect my thoughts here because I might go a couple of different ways. Uh, yeah, I you know, and I say this a lot of times too when I when I have a stance on something, and I'll be the first to say, hey, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. I did not see this being a main event match, a last yeah. match. 
Neither did uh, I, to be honest. None of yeah. us did. I, you know, and, and I, and I said, you know, when it was 20 minutes, you're like, oh, well, maybe they'll do something else. I'm like, no, no, they have to give the girls this time, yeah. which they did. And thank uh, God they didn't bring out the inner circle, Rick. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, I, I was wrong here. They, man, did the ladies step up? Did they knock out of the park? Uh, I will dare say this is now with me. Like, I think the last time that I really gushed, pun intended, for uh, an <laughs> AEW match. I think mm-hmm. I want to say it was uh, it was what it was Penta and Phoenix. Yes, yeah. yes. That was the last time that the I tournament match. Yeah, that I really was like, wow, that was like an amazing match. Uh, that's how this was for me. I was totally in. I was totally engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, Thunder Rosa, awesome. I still question if she bled. But I'm sorry. Just the <laughs> way that that looked, it looked too makeupy for me. Well, I think it was bleeding into her white makeup and then mixing and just kind of mixing and then whatever and it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it just looked like so a quick poke. It did, it did. Yeah, I mean, and at that point, that was kind of a bit of like a uh, for me. But mm-hmm. then, uh, then Britt did it and totally redeemed themselves. <laughs> Abdullah um, the butcher would be proud of you, Britt. <laughs> I anybody. I mean, like the you know, I'm sure we're gonna see like the pictures, the memes, uh, and that deservedly so for that. The the ladies they worked hard. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm not a fan of ridiculous hardcore stuff, but I like you know, and this is something that I talked about. I think with was it Cody. I think Cody and Brody or maybe Cody and Lance were some of these matches, you know, with like the hardcore, the, the more kind of crazy barbaric stuff kind of gets put in there and there's not much backstory. There's not much to yeah. it. There was a lot more here mm-hmm. and the girls brought that intensity in yeah. and it was, you know, knock down, drag out, slam and fight, you know, the blood, everything going on. Um, Britt Baker, I really hope, I think one of you guys mentioned it, this was kind of like, I don't know if coming of age is the right term, but uh, oh, it was like, coming like, up forward. It was yeah, her but like, like an elevation. And as you were saying that, mm-hmm. I will throw this out to you. Do you guys recall a time in the past 20 years that an individual was in a kind of like this type of hardcore style match like this, that people also said that like, that was almost like a turning point. That was like a, like a stepping stone that brought them up another level in their career. Randy Orton. Yes, sir. Backlash. Yeah. I think. Yep. And yep. that was it because, and people said, it's like, Oh, like Orton's not going to take the thumbtacks. Orton's not going to take the beating. He's not going to mm-hmm. do this. And that's what I saw was a parallel of like a Randy yep. Orton to what was going through with Britt Baker tonight. Cause I was wondering like, well, you know, like what are the girls going to do? Cause it, it's, it's tough to do original stuff in professional wrestling these days on, on yeah. any, on any kind of level. And it's like, you know, are they going to try and like, Oh, well, we're going to create a, a women's moment here by copying something guys did. And I don't think that's, I'm not saying that's what they did as far as like a comparison mm-hmm. to Randy Orton, but that's the comparison that I saw was that Randy the Orton. Results. Yes. The, the results, results was that Randy Orton. There was like a newfound respect. It was like, you like elevated mm-hmm. to another level. That's what I think might come out of this for Britt Baker tonight. Okay. So she, you know, it's one of those things. It's like she lost the match. Yeah. But she did not lose in this match. This is the great thing where both women should come out elevated and better Mm -hmm. than when they came in. The other thing to this, and I think I mentioned this in our, in our chat too. I I almost think, you know, with some of our chats, I think we almost need to start doing like watch alongs. 
Yeah. That would be fun with fans. Because you know, yeah. because we reference you know, a lot of times in our shows, we reference what we're doing here, and I think it might not be a bad idea at some point to try and do this with, with some of the you know people, some of our listeners. But I challenge, and I, and I don't watch. You know, I'll say this first: I don't. You know, you guys know I don't really watch much NXT, and I'm pretty much just kind of like a Raw and somewhat of a SmackDown guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm 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 big fan of the the women's wrestling in WWE, and I think they've got mm-hmm. their stars there. I think. WWE now, whether you know whether they want to admit it or what, whether, sorry, whether they want to admit it or not, whether they're going to try and do something, to me because we've always talked about you know the, the WWE women's matches are mm-hmm. you know a step or two above AEW's matches. Yeah, this match now has set to me a standard. Set a bar. Yeah, you betcha. And where it's going to be tough, and not that they need it, but for that we know for WWE style that you know they they, uh, they kind of shy away from the blood yeah it's going to be very tough for the to women to get there to, yeah yeah so that's uh, something very interesting and as much as i kind of you know knock on some of the AEW diehards we're going to say oh well you know they just no matter what this is going to be better than WWE this is one of those matches now mm-hmm. where this you know i can't say that this is going to say oh well, this is better than anything WWE women's have done but man, does this really put the onus, I think, on WWE women? They need Agreed. to step up the game. Agreed. Agreed. Elio, you want to throw anything about this? This match? was a great match. I liked everything about it. Especially at, that, that, at the beginning of the match, that dive through the ropes that Britt Baker did. Yes. Yep. Britt Baker doing a crazy <laughs> move like that. I did not expect that. And then when they, pulled, when they brought out the thumbtacks, tables, mm-hmm. and chairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everything about Smash was really great. Now, I want to point out one thing, too, is this is when I started to really feel the Britt Baker thing. She took at least three or four devastating moves near the end and kicked out of them very, like, realistically. Like, it, yeah. it bought it, like, holy crap, Britt's really putting it on they it was just a great vehicle to elevator uh in this match and uh i really did enjoy that and uh i think that yeah this was probably one not only one of the best women's matches i've seen in a long time it's, it was probably one of the best aew matches we've seen in a while i think i think it should go in the vault Ooh, i agree this will be the I first agree. time we've put a women's match in the vault i think Let's throw her in there, buddy. All right. So, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Lights out match is now in the vault. All right. So, now here comes the interesting part of the day where we are going to grade this week's AEW Dynamite on our report card scale of A being the pinnacle, D being very low, pinnacle. F a failure. Uh-huh. <laughs> pinnacle. <laughs> F, the, the F being the pinnacle of crap. Oh, pinnacle of crap. <laughs> and we're going to start off with Elio. Elio? How are you going to rate this week's AEW Dynamite? I'm going to with a B plus. A B plus, nice. All right, Andy. Uh, I'm kind of uh, you guys. It always seems like I waffle every week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say an A minus. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, okay. I again, and, and my quick reason for this, I, like I said, without through our chat, I caught myself a lot saying. I like this. I like mm-hmm. this. I like this. Stuff was making sense. Stuff was, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I think there was something where they said that after a revolution, it was going to be a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a reset. Restart, yeah. Yeah. Restart. And it started. And it started and I'm liking what I'm seeing. And I thought there was a lot of good stuff today. Um, you know, there's granted again, I didn't see the first match, but mm-hmm. there was just to me a lot of good on the show. Um, okay. 
A minus. All right, Rick. You know, hearing these scores make me feel bad, but uh, I really thought the best part of the show was the last part, which mm-hmm. I gave a perfect score. But everything else just kind of wasn't there. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna grade on the curve. I'm a teacher. I'm gonna give you the grade you deserve, and I'm giving yeah. a C plus, solid C plus. Um. Can you boot him out of this show? All right. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm going to go. Uh, I was waffling a bit, but there was some really good stuff on here. There were some things that I was like, finally, these characters are turning around. Because the truth is, we talked about this. I was slightly dreading this week. Like, oh, I was gone for a week. What kind of crap am I going to have to sit through tonight? Unfortunately, it wasn't a wrestling. I wasn't enjoying going into wrestling. It converted me. Even before the main event, I was enjoying this show. So I'm going to go with an A-. minus. All right. I thought it was a top good show from definitely better than the direct we've seen for a long time here. Yeah. Okay. So um, I guess we'd have to like Rick, Rick is our visiting uh, alumni here. So we're not, we're going to discount his score uh, because he's a visitor <laughs> and uh, we're going to go with probably, I guess it would be more like a B plus a minus yeah, yeah. for this thing. If, if we uh, took out because Rick's a teacher, he'd understand if we yeah. took out the highest, which was an a minus yeah. and we take and out the C plus. Yeah. And we're yeah. kind of left with that median the way it kind of averages out. So that'd be a B plus plus or a minus minus, but it's yeah. right in there. Yeah. All right. Now, before we go, folks, our last bit of business of the day, Elio. Sir. Unleash the book. We are going to go through the book today. And today, usually I'm the one who does all the book work. But today, we're going to go through each thing. And if there are three votes to get rid of what's in there, including Rick's vote, we will remove it from the book. All right. Slowly, the great book opens. All right. Open the book. Because you know what? We've had some things in there for a while. Let's get some fresh perspective because yep. I'm the angry one who puts them in every week. Let's see if you guys are agreeing with me or if I've softened my stance. All right. I've been eating lots of fiber. So <laughs> so first on the list, we have Brian Cage's botched Wolverine Mutton Chops. Take it out. Our votes. Who better? Who better? You know what? Okay. I think it's thumbs up it. that it leaves. Thumbs down, it stays. On a vote. I mean, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up? Yeah. Thumbs up. Okay, Come let's out. go to the book. Yeah. All right. So Brian Cage's Wolverine Mutton Chops, you're out of the book. All right. Next, we have Cody's Ugly Tattoo. I don't even care anymore, so whatever. <laughs> okay, three to one, it'll stay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Chris Jericho's Duplicitous Bullshit. <laughs> what was it? Chris Jericho what? Chris Jericho duplicitous what? bullshit. Every Dupli- week he's just talking on. Oh, because when he was saying, take him out. He, he, yeah. he deserves it. When he, he was saying shit. how uh, his, um, how he, what, he didn't believe uh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's see uh, what the Elio's vote is. Elio? Thumbs I up. Think should, I think it should come out. Uh, I, mean, because, uh, I, I concede then. Yeah. Three to one, it goes out. Okay, next one. All right, next we have Darby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote as Darby Allen. 
I must have been in a bad mood. I just said, take it out. Take them out. You know what, though? And I, I think as we were talking about that stuff in yeah. their promo, I don't know if anyone actually mentioned it, but it, I what, what was one thing that hit me that was that was good was at least he acknowledged. He's like, you know, I won this championship. How many defenses have I had since then? Yeah. Three. Yeah. And call it, you know, kind of like, you know, accepting the responsibility, kind of calling himself on that was cool. So I think even that alone, it was worth a thumbs up to take. Okay. Over. Yeah. Then we have the Dark Order, our minus Evil Luno and Grayson and Silver. Take them out. Take them out. Dark Order. Yeah, they become like cartoon fun characters now. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just some idiots dressed in masks. Cartoon They're still idiots, but just not. Okay, next one I think we can take out because we haven't seen it at the FTW Championship. Yeah. No, but you know what? That's almost like a Hall of Shame one. That's <laughs> such a stupid thing. But anyways, yeah, I'm willing to take it out. All right, then we have JR's angry hipster grandpa. He hasn't been doing that for a while. He hasn't been, been as been bad. Good. Yeah. yeah. Take him out. If anything, he's been nice and bitter calling out their bullshit recently. Nice, nice and bitter. Yeah. You know what? With the Dark Order, one thing we did miss was that quick little promo about who was going to challenge because uh, Darby had the yeah. open challenge. Oh, yeah. And they, they picked my boy, John Silver. I was surprised they didn't somehow nominate Adam Page for that. Ah, I think yeah. that would have distracted him. I'm glad they didn't. This I think next, that put him on a trail. Whether it was good or not, it was just yeah. I was surprised they didn't just because of the yeah. whole Adam Page fan club. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't the 10 guy. I'm sick of that, dude. The next one, I think we can take out Johnny Swinger. We don't even watch Impact anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, quote Tony, I watch every wrestling company that's up there. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm next we have, up, <laughs> Next we have Pax uh, Lane King. Pa- yeah, Pax Lane King. Oh, um, he we haven't even seen him wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> like, we rarely see that dude wrestle. Okay, so uh, keep it in now. Keep it in for now. Okay. And if we slaps it next time we see him in a match, although okay. I guess that's a WWE thing now. You can't slap your leg. Yeah. We saw Zach Callis take a shot, right? With the, the t-shirt. Oh, you guys didn't see that promo in the beginning. No. After Cody, uh, the Young Bucks had a promo with Don Callis, and Don mm-hmm. Callis was like, "Well, here's a T-shirt," and it said, "Don't dive slap." <laughs> <laughs> I hate Don Callis. All right, yeah. this next <laughs> one you you put in okay. from from MLW Richie Two Titles. Oh, anyone who calls themselves Two Titles, <laughs> you deserve to be in there. Sorry, <laughs> we'll not let the Two Titles go. There we have Michael Nakas. I was debacle. Which? What was his debacle? What was uh, it? I don't even remember. I think they, come on, it was, uh, oh, was Michael Nakazawa running around with baby oil all the yeah, time. Yeah, he was doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been so far gone. Yeah, wow, we're really no, calling he, the book he this He dresses like a producer now or something. Yeah, yeah okay. Take he, 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 lost, he lost to Matt Seidel on Elevation. <laughs> okay. Well, that hey, why, the Matt Se- why is Matt Seidel getting a tag uh, title shot if or a possible oh, title shot? Speaking of that, Omega. speaking of that, uh, elevation where Tony Khan came out and made himself look like a clown. He he's the one that announced that Matt Seidel's gonna get a title shot. Yeah, he was trying to be like Vince McMahon. It was terrible. He was like yeah. out there, like, "Hi guys, you're gonna get a title shot." It just sounded yeah. terrible. He, he was Why like, it? "I never wanted to be on TV, but I have to." You're right. Hey, hey. So because we're working on the book, should we put uh, Tony Khan, uh, promoter slash uh, Booker, Booker of the year slash authority figure into the book? Yes. Yes. Right. yes. Tony Khan. Yes. Uh, what are we gonna call this? 
Multiple bullshit. <laughs> Tony Khan's multiple bullshit. You just made the fuck. All right. What else we got left in this book? We're clearing this book out. Our book's going to be pretty damn small here. Yeah, we We've cleared so much uh, junk out. Nyla Rose's announcement. Uh, that's when she was she announced her Vicky she's pretty shitty so let's just keep her because I'm sure she'll announce something stupid coming up uh, pretty, <laughs> then we have pretty, pretty deadly's uh, grandpa Joe uh, I think that can come out yeah we don't they did some dumb joke where where they said yeah 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 uh, who are you talking to and they're like none of you none of your business <laughs> so bad so <laughs> Rick <laughs> yeah take it out then we have uh, Rick Knox. Is that the, the other books referee? Yeah, he stays in. That guy's the yeah. shittiest ref there is. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. Russell House. Russell House was garbage. Your book. This is like the novel. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why it's cleared out now. That's well, fun. Russell House is done, so we might as well clip that out. Who's Russell House? Uh, Impact yeah, did Impact. a thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yo, they did a thing where they had people doing like all wrestlers living together for. Three oh, months. oh, Russell! Okay, I see. Yeah. I, I think you said Russell House. I'm like, who's Russell House? Oh, Russell, he had a house. <laughs> okay, he's big, like house. So we we still have this one in the book. Okay. Rick's delusion towards Edge. <gasps> stay. I say stays. stays what do you vote, book. Andy? Go just to have Rick, Rick in the book because it's giving him some notoriety. It's it giving stays. It's a gimmick. It stays. Sorry, Rick. I got my yeah. old book. Rick, 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 you're living in the you're living in the book rent free. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> rent free, buddy. You rents like in New York. Come on, man. Then we have AEW guys comparing anyone to Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that, that stays in the yes. book. They they bull that bullshit. Why is anyone do frog splash in any company? It's all Eddie Guerrero like. I mean, why you glomming off the dude? Uh, the That's it. Uh, sounds good. So, okay, I think we pared down the book quite a bit. Uh, Rick, thank you for joining us again. Absolutely. I'm glad you're having fun with, it was good that we had a funner episode and had a tremendous match to talk about. Yes. You know? uh, there's been a bit of a slide the last little while. And look, we had the time when you guys were doing your comparisons. AEW was like jumping up there for a while. It was getting close. And then the last three weeks have been a backwards slide. So it's good to see them. Maybe they'll have contention tonight against whatever NXT is offering. I guess we'll find out tomorrow when we watch NXT. Uh, and I'll get a rough idea because I'm always fair about it too. I can watch and go, oh, yeah, they did. This was definitely a better show, you know. So uh, we'll see how that goes, um, folks. Tune in to see all the fun shows that we have coming up. Lots of cool stuff out there. Uh, anyone want to throw any last thing in? No, I love you guys. <laughs> hey, and by the way, don't my son said us. He, <laughs> my son said he missed Miguel. I don't. TJ is your best friends. Yeah. Anyways, uh, have a great night. And you know what, Elio, do your usual shtick. Say good night. Yeah, we'll talk to you all next week.